This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Oh, Abraham, who raises hands and on this very day, and for his children left the promised land in search of their own way. They kick and scream like wayward sons and always wanted to sleep and dream away these evil days in hopes that Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Ken. And Brother Rocco. And we're up here tonight. Tonight's topic, considering that this will probably end up airing on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's election day tomorrow here in the States. Do your and civic duty. Get out there and vote, kids. Get out there and vote. Um, But I just want to say that uh, we're going to be covering tonight, we're going to be covering... Uh, Masonic elections, and a while ago I put up a, a post on the Freemasons podcast, and the question was, would you be, uh, would you feel it would be okay if there was a Masonic political party, like the the Masonic party or something mm-hmm. like that, that ran against uh, pros and cons? We had uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I think it was, I think the final tally was 80 to 20. Mm-hmm. Well, you made it a yes or no, right? Is it like, yes, should, is it? possible should should it ever be done or no yeah, let me, uh, not, let me read it to you i'll read exactly what i what i had put up and, and i put it up uh not for any reason other than uh just uh with everything going on in the political uh with the political world right now um just you know what would somebody's feelings about a masonic party that ran along the uh, along the the lines of uh you know just the masonic tenants basically yeah. I honestly so, think you would be raising way too much. Uh, uh, we're going to get into black. it. Yeah, it's a good thought experiment. You got to put your face in that mic, or I'm going to duct tape it to you. It just seems if it gets off the ground, you know, you're going to have to battle conspiracy theorists. Oh, yeah, theorists. no doubt. There yeah. it is. This is what I wrote. You're going to have to battle them from like day one. Yep. Episode. It's not like you're starting out with no preconceived notion. All right. Uh, this is what I put in the poll. Uh, episode 75 will be about the legality of Masonic political party, which is not end up being 75 because we postponed this for a little while. Yep. Yeah, we um, on that one. But uh, it's going to be about the legality of Masonic political party. When uh, Then we will tackle the conspiracy theorist concept of a new world order, all of which we're doing tonight, uh, to which we will discuss, if at all possible, uh, what it would be like if Masons did run the world. 
Mm-hmm. Again, it's a thought experiment. Right. Thought this experiment. That's it. Totally speculative here. Mm-hmm. We have no plans no. to no. place George at the head of a new party. <laughs> at least no, not this year. <laughs> or Joe. Definitely not Joe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so the question that I for the poll I had put up is, if there was a political party that ran against Republican and Democrat and all others, uh, known as the Masonic Party, would you vote for it or support it? 80% of people said, yes, sign me up, where 20 said, no, keep it separate. And there was mm-hmm. comments back and forth, pro, uh, pro and con to it. So uh, mm-hmm. but we're going to get into that tonight. But uh, order of business, first thing we got to do, mm-hmm. we've got some shout outs. Always do. Always do. Quite a few, actually, today. Uh, we are at 797. We're waiting for Mr. 800 to pop up. Might happen while we're broadcasting, today, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Most certainly could be. Uh, let's see here. Where'd I leave off? I think I want to see. say I left off at Paul Eric Riondik. Joe Spangola. No, I think I covered this one. Covered That's him, right. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo Horlaton. Hortolan. Excuse me. Carlos Garcia. Terry Stover. Jeremy Rogers. Alan Lone. Jeff Weslinski, Alex Newberry, Don Lowry, who did a nice little review for us, we'll get into shortly. Josh Stitt, Jeff Apt, Tony Lella, Joel Reich, Ed Walker, who didn't who did one as well. Um, mm-hmm. Carl Snaff, Omar Al, Omar, this guy I work with, nice, cool kid. Jordan Jensen. So that's what we got for new likes, brethren. Right hand arms. Two arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire off. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 All right. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little kick to it. I don't drink that nonsense. Very Perhaps you'd like, some, you'd like to be a little bit more proper. Proper 12. All right. I think that one was We've got... Two more reviews. We'll do them in tandem so that... Uh, yeah, so I don't die over here. You don't die over here. But uh, two reviews we got. Uh, let's see here. Let me get to them first. I apologize. The bottle's not even properly designed here. <laughs> what happened? The proper 12 is improperly designed. The bottle leaked all over me. Uh, Sorry. It's all right. I just work pants. It's okay if I smell like whiskey. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You'll be hurt. you'll be all right. You'll live. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We have. Good to go. Ed Walker recommends the Freemasons podcast. A bunch of in his uh, his spell check is uh, the same way I speak. So he was supposed to say goofballs, and it came. It spell checked it to a bunch of footballs having fun and sharing knowledge. Well, but uh, we know what you meant. I know what you meant. Thank you very much, uh, brother Ed Walker. It is football season. I thought I it hated Spellcheck until I turned it off one day. Oh, yeah. That I mean, was bad, oh, it's too. even worse. You, you rely on worse. it more than you actually think you do. <laughs> yep. Just once in a while, it kicks you in. The, Why can't I find the other one? The nethers. We had another one that I can't seem to find. Uh, Ken, do you have the Freemasons podcast up? Maybe I you can do. find it. We're looking for reviews. We're looking for a review. We just had one yeah. not too long ago. It's not popping up. I know the name, but I can't see the uh, the uh, recommendation. 
But anyway, um, we're going to get into it. So while you're looking for it, then we'll toast them both. Uh, we're going to get into it right away. And uh, first thing we're going to talk about is our Masonic elections. And they're coming up in December, roughly. Most lodges have their annual communication. Every year we vote for new officers. So there's no four-year term. Some states do two-year terms for officers. But uh, in here in Connecticut, we do a two-year term. One year. <clears throat> One-year term, One excuse year me. Term for One-year term for officers. officers. Uh, was it yesterday at 4.52 p.m.? Yes, Ed, I think so. Ed Walker? No, I just read him. Oh, okay. There was one other one for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Robert May? Um, October 11th. That might be it, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, this one actually sounds like one we haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brother Robert May writes a five-star review. This is my second podcast I have listened to and find it very interesting. 50-year Master Mason, Brother Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we did read that one. I don't recall that one. Uh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find this. We have to, uh, we have to give shout outs where shout outs are properly yeah. due. Those are the last, uh, yeah. Cause we did Dustin Mason. I'm guessing we already did Robert May and then we've got Ed Walker. Should have been Don Lowry. On the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. No, sir. No, huh? All right. I'm not oh. seeing it. All right. Unless it got removed for foul language or something. No. Ah, we'll find it. Don't worry. We'll get you next time. Why don't so, we just toast him anyway? Because yeah, do it. We know he We know he did. All right, brethren. Right hand to arms. 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 Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 That's almost a little bit better than the jacket. No, yes. Like different pitch. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's still painful. I don't know. I'm not feeling it tonight. What does it say on the bottom? Smooth is fast. That's kind of cool. I like that motto, but this is not that smooth. No, no. What's it, triple refined? I don't believe it. Uh, it says triple distilled. All right, so let's get into it. Without further ado. From crack. So, um, <laughs> basically, Masonic, uh, when we do our Masonic... Uh, elections uh there is no campaigning mm-hmm. none whatsoever you're not allowed to run around saying vote for me vote for me mm-hmm. i'll lower your taxes i'll lower your dues i'll do this i'll do that you're not allowed to do that and um it's kind of funny that uh, you here in the united states we do that but believe it or not other countries you're not allowed to either yeah canada I mean, in particular it seems like a standard thing because you want to maintain harmony in the lodge at all times right mm-hmm. and i mean campaigning by definition, right. is going to cause, mm-hmm. you know, a, a It is very divide. interesting to see how Master Masons competing for those top three spots, though, find mm. their little way to wink and smile at people <laughs> in a certain way. Well, I uh, mean, you, you, we all aspire to be a higher, you know, higher chair. You're hoping to move up. And, you know, yes, you, you, you put your name out there that, yeah, I want to do it. But at least in our lodge, at least I think your merits... Uh, well, we try to in our lodge. Your merits will, you know, be your action. So mm-hmm. it's too bad our American political system didn't go by that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, where you you let your and merits the opportunity do, to too. You know, yeah, I mean, you let your merits do the talking rather than you know your, the promises you're going to do. You know, because honestly, two things happen. One, we as Masons are not politicians, so we're not we're not about feeding you a line and then 
you know, not delivering. But the other end of it is that um, you can't go into your year if you you can't go into politic to become an officer of the lodge and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, especially the master's chair. Cause we, you know, me and Ken know and Rocco a little bit. Cause he was a junior warden at one point. What the hell? Why did the freaking video stop? I don't know. I just saw it die back. And what I was talking about. So we're talking about the um, Masonic elections and everything. And one of the things that we don't do is you can't as, you know, you can't go, especially as a master, you can't say, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we're going to do, five degrees this year we're going to do we're going to bring in x amount of people and we're going to lower dues and because for the same reasons that politicians get into office in in the u.s government and they make all these promises and then they don't deliver why not because they're liars all the time but because there's circumstances that just don't allow them to go through with what they said they were going to do and masons don't make promises that they can't follow up with so absolutely another good reason you find out about the aliens and then you I'm going to throw you Shut out. Shut it all down. <laughs> Extensively. So, um, I still haven't found out anything about aliens after having been master of the lodge. Uh, so, anyway, um, I think that campaigning is a bad thing, too, because it's, and especially in Freemasonry, because you're pitting one brother against another, in mm-hmm. a sense. Uh, that happens kind of to a degree. Um, there's no way to really stop it in a sense. I mean, brothers have conversations after lodge and, but to actively stand up, I think in lodge and say, no, vote for me, announce your candidacy, announce your candidacy. You can announce to the brothers that I am willing to serve in whatever capacity the brothers wish. But realistically, the standing up there and say, vote for me, wash, washful master, 2020 is probably yeah mm. making yourself available for a position mm. this is in lodges that don't have progressive lines making mm. yourself available for a position if you're qualified and leaving it to the brethren to decide is one thing i think that's very different than campaigning right which is here's why here are all the reasons why you should vote for me right and you, you let your 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 past experience mm-hmm. speak, speak for itself like the brother should be able to make that call i think also you know Understand that even if your lodge has a progressive line, though, it's still not a guarantee. You could still be taken out of that. In other words, you could be jumped over. You could mm-hmm. be like, uh, for instance, a couple of grand lodges ago, we had a grandmaster came in and he wanted a whole set of different officers on the appointed chairs and he wiped the whole ground floor with everybody. So, yes, the grand lodge or the grand line is technically quote unquote a progressive line but but it's still unofficial it's, it's traditionally still, it's traditional a, yeah, yeah. A progressive line so grandmaster can change whatever he wants right. so ken let's talk about how at annual how exactly the election process works in your lodge okay so generally we have a progressive line in our lodge as well mm-hmm. and it's usually fully populated with qualified brethren um and the way it's worked, at least in the last nine years that I can recall, is um, at our annual meeting. That's when you know all the committee reports are read and everything, and that's also when elections are done. And that's the same mm-hmm. way that that Grand Lodge does it. This last Grand Lodge session that we just went to, same deal. Mm-hmm. Semi-annual meeting is committee reports and everything, close out the year, um, and vote on new officers. So. Traditionally, it's always been a brother moves up to the next chair. Right. 
once in a while, there's one incident that I can remember where a brother that was going to, I believe, the senior warden's chair. I don't think it was master. I believe it was a senior warden's chair was moving out of state. Um, his career was taking him in a different direction. He wouldn't be able to be here physically um, in the future, especially in, in his master's year. So he chose to, to bow out. Um, so, like I said, usually it's a progressive line. Mm-hmm. Usually the next person, you know, if they're the craft feels that they're they're eligible and responsible and can perform the duties of that next office, they'll be voted into the next office. Right. But again, it is always still up to the craft. So how does the actual election balloting go in your lodge? So the way that we normally do it is we have the master will appoint uh, two or more tellers. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll also appoint some brothers to collect the votes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually done on pen and paper. Mm -hmm. right, so we'll we'll hand out pen and paper. This is very similar to what we do in uh, Grand Lodge recently where we had the little ballot sheets like that we took a photo of and... You have a space for each position. You write mm-hmm. down the name. But there is no... I mean, you have a list of who all the current officers are, mm-hmm. but there is no suggested name to put in the box. Right. It's blank. You make your own decision as a brother. Um, all those get collected. The tellers, you know, the, the lodges put at ease for committee reports or whatever, and the, mm-hmm. the tellers go and count up all the votes. And then they report back to the master when they have mm-hmm. results, whether it's an election or not. Right. Um, I believe, oh God, you know, I got to go back and look at my rules and regs. I believe it's a two-thirds, two-thirds majority, majority for any elected officer position in mm-hmm. a Blue Lodge in the state of Connecticut. Uh, Am I correct there? Not 100% sure because <coughs> I think, I think that depends majority. on your bylaws. Yeah, that's depends not on a, what your bylaws. Not a Connecticut rules and regs thing? I don't think so. Uh, um, I could be wrong. I know that we had a... Split tie between me and uh, Warshroll brother Ryan Nordstrom last year, where it was nine to nine, and then it was nine to nine. That's tough. And then it was finally it went nine to ten, but I think it was oh, well, three then, votes we went through until it was finally a simple okay. majority crushed it. So but, it's it's at least a simple majority, and yeah, I, 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 we've never been we've never gotten that close in any of our votes. So I really don't know the exact right. number, but I know it doesn't have to be unanimous. Mm-mm. Um. And, you know, they the, the tellers will report that they either have an election or they don't. Right. You know, if it's a split or a tie or something like that or we don't have a quorum, then that's mm-hmm. different. But um, And then after that, usually the master, the outgoing master, will give each of the new officers an opportunity to say a couple words or mm-hmm. first and foremost to ask them if they accept right. because that's important. Of course, yeah. <laughs> because who knows whether they're actually right, willing right. to serve or not. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's how the voting process is done. It's not a it's not a secret ballot like the uh, the the actual initiation or the uh, acceptance semi secretive. We don't talk about it outside of lodge. Mm. Um, you're not supposed to like you know talk about it with your neighbor or look at right. what he's writing down or anything. Right, but right, it's right. not. It it doesn't have the same ultra secrecy and ceremony behind it that. You know, no, that a right. Masonic ballot does, right, or a, a ballot on a potential. <clears throat> so what we member. did, uh, prior to me being secretary, uh, what we did, we had a major league problem because our lodge didn't have a progressive line because at the time, 
we didn't have enough Rocco can attest for this. Yeah. We didn't have enough brothers to fill the chairs. So we had people plugging chairs and trying to fill in gaps. So when it came time for election time and they passed out, what's going on, brother uh, Danny Collins? Um, when uh, they passed out the paper, you know, they give you a little scrap piece of paper and a pencil and, you you know, they give you a stack of scrap piece of paper mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And they just say, okay, vote for who's master. You know, two things happened. One Again, we're not allowed to speak about who wants right. to be, well, at least that was what was told. You're not allowed to, you know, campaign or voice what you want to be. But, you know, we've kind of gotten to the understanding that, you know, you're not allowed to politic in right. Freemasonry. You can't vouch for a chair, but you can say, I would like to serve as master, and if elected, I'd be willing to serve. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. But there's fine. no backdoor deals of, hey, yo. Yeah, exactly. No. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. None of that goes on. But they passed out these, uh, oh, wow, Randy Boone, District Deputy Grandmasters run the elections in Rhode Island. No kidding. Wow. That's a busy. That's a busy. Yes, District Deputy. (laughs) (laughs) So bad for those guys. Right. Ken Tarwood joined. Did you join? or I did. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had the ghost in the machine like Joe. No. That was not a ghost crack, by the way. That was not a shot at your legs. Okay. okay. Because it's a little early for that. (laughs) Anyway, back on what I was saying. Um, so it was confusion. Like, nobody knew who to vote for, mm-hmm. and then people were getting pissed off because, and that sucks too, right? Like, right. That's disharmony. Right. And then the other half of it is, you don't see brothers, at least not so much anymore, but you don't see brothers all year long. They don't show up. Sure as shit. Annual annual communication, they're there. Mm-hmm. And now they have no idea who's yeah. up and who's interested, so they just start throwing <laughs> names in the hat. And it turned into absolute freaking chaos. So I said, the minute I become secretary, that's one thing I'm doing is I'm straightening this shit show out quick. So what I did was I took one, same as you, out of the Grand Lodge of Connecticut's, the, the three-fold, the tri-fold uh, uh, yeah. pamphlet. Yep. And they actually have, for each section, it'll be like Worshipful Master, Senior Warden, Junior Warden, Secretary, Treasurer. But it's the current positions no 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 i'm saying oh, you know no. remember on the right side of the of the folder yeah remember where you have oh, to tear okay. off yeah, the little the, labels yep, yep. that's exactly what i do every single year okay. so that you pull off one little tearaway write the name on it throw it in the hat yep. and you go one at a time right down the tearaways rather okay. than writing it on pieces of paper and then you got to worry about and each of those little tabs says worshipful master what the position is yeah. senior warden yep. junior warden so that you don't get the cross contamination of Blank pieces of paper and extra names yeah. are thrown in. You don't. There's there's a Russian collusion. We're not having uh, yeah. election meddling, but yep. you, you get what I'm saying, though. To to cut down the confusion, we don't have voting machines or anything in Masonic lodges. But do, right. you, do you guys list your current officers? We list our current officers. See that I think is. But what I also do as a little insert to the thing is, when people come up to me, I tell them if you're interested in a chair or you want to move up to something, let me know. Mm-hmm. So then what I do is. For those that are eligible for the chair, I will write eligible and willing or or eligible and interested. And then, you know, and that goes for Worshipful Master, eligible and interested. Mm -hmm. And then Senior Warden, interested because you don't need to be eligible. Oh, well, yes, you do need to be eligible because it's a vote. Yeah, you do need to be eligible to be a warden. We actually had this discussion the other day. You don't need to be eligible. You could be the only person that's that there needs to be needs to be a past warden is a master. Other than that, anybody yes. could be elected to any of those chairs. Yeah, but you'd also want like the the brethren have to know whether or not. I mean, 
that person has to take over for the senior warden if the senior right. warden's absent or the master if both right, right, of them right. are absent. So there right. is there, there, it's like a soft requirement. It's a I soft guess, requirement. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't have to take a test or anything. Right. So, um, uh, basically, what I'll, so what I'll do is I'll put either. Um, you know, senior warden, eligible and willing, and, and then mm-hmm. just, you know, side brother interested, side brother interested, so, you know, or, you know, just everybody who's interested in that thing. So now when you open up the That's pamphlet, when you open up the pamphlet, you say, okay, uh, who am I going to vote for senior warden? Oh, well, this person, that person, this person, that person expressed interest in it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you, you use your own mind. If, you, if your lodge right. has a progressive line, yep. naturally, the guy who's the junior warden would move the senior yep. warden. If he's, you know... If everybody feels if that everybody he's, feels yeah, that he's capable that and willing, yeah. um, I kind of like the, that idea. Does it happen all the time? No. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. It's beyond the control, but realistically, it could happen anywhere on the floor, including the master. Mm-hmm. You could be just, you know, gone again. Uh, it also happens when you have a position that. What was it? A couple of years ago, we had a brother. He was a senior warden, right? You know who I'm talking about, right? Bald, bald guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He ended up bowing out of the lodge or disappearing and not coming back or whatever. So we had a void to fill. So then now you had a plethora of past masters trying to. I think there was no. It wasn't a plethora. I think it was only me and me and another. I think it was me and De Blasi. I think we wanted to fill that gap to slow the line down mm-hmm. rather than taking the junior warden and firing him all the way up to the master's chair, yeah, which is a bad idea. move yeah. in a lodge. Yep. If you ask me, it's not a good idea. As a junior warden, you're just getting the tips. Of your, you're just getting your feet wet in the water. Yeah. And you haven't you made start. plans for your master's year yet. I don't think it's fair to do that yeah. to somebody. Guess who would have? Yeah. Well, unless it's <laughs> unavoidable, unless it's unavoidable, but um, it's just a uh, bad practice. So, but that's what I did in, in, in Morningstar Lodge. And now you had, you had your current officers in the middle, right? On the left side, I put the order of business, which mm-hmm. was, you know, this happens, this happens, that happens, this yep. happens. Report, 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 elections. Um, and then middle, obviously, was the, the current officers for 2018 at the time. Mm-hmm. 19 now, it's going to be. And then the right-hand side, you had all your tearaways. Now, I always made sure that I had extra bottom ones in case... You know what I mean? Like, I would perforate extra empty yeah, ballot ones. Which is another thing that the Grand Lodge does. Yes. Yep, they yep. do these things for a reason. They're yep. pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And I do that with trustees. I do that with anything. Um, and again, yep. even with trustees, I'll put down interested, you know, and I'll, on the trustees, I'll also put, you know, term ending. Yep. Term ending. And I, I think, think trustees I'll, are the most important because nobody knows right. who's willing and, you know, right. Exactly. Really willing to serve as a trustee. Nobody mm-hmm. knows that. Unless they themselves are willing to serve as a trustee, correct, correct. So um, uh, that's pretty much how we do it in our um, in our lodge as well. And again, right after, you know, right after they tear away, they throw them in the hat. Three tellers, same thing. You have mm-hmm. three guys. They they triple check each other yep. to yep. count the count, and then I've seen lodges do it three different ways. I've seen our lodge counts the. All the votes. In other words, Ken got 10 votes for Master. Rocco got eight votes for Master. Or George got one vote for Master. And then there was, you know, un, you know, because we get people who write like freaking doctors and you can't have them. Like yeah. one un, un, what do they call it? Un, uh, 
unreadable. Unreadable, yeah. Unintelligible. Unintelligible, yeah. If that happens. But um, some lodges don't do that. They just simply, this guy won. Yeah. I mean, if we have an election, I'm trying to remember how we did it last year. If we have an election, then I think we just say the name of who the election is. We don't go through all the numbers. I, I personally, and this is just my, my personal feeling, I like when everybody's name's read. Because let's say there's a brother who's kind of, he's a senior deacon, he's busting his ass or whatever, and, uh, you know, Ken Tarwood got 10 votes. George got five votes. And then brother so-and-so got, got one, one vote. Senior deacon. Yeah. Like, Whoa, yeah. I got a vote? Like, it, yeah. it kind of buoys him up. Like, oh, wow, I got a vote for the master? Like, wow, that's, you know, I always seen it as a is a positive mm-hmm. you know just to know that you got a vote i mean look at joe he was ecstatic over getting what 10 votes for trustee at grand lodge yeah i mean granted it started off as a joke but there was a turning point where i was kind of hoping he got his name called i was kind of hoping that you know he got the uh... i i was one off from <laughs> i was one off no but you get what i'm saying and... though yeah, like no, I, hear you, I, hear you. I was one off from master in one election really right yeah it, it's um yeah, it happens but uh, even if you get your name called, like even if you know there's not a snowball's chance in hell, you're, I'm going to win. You know, you get your name called, especially at a Grand Lodge level. Joe would have yeah, been like, I got my deal. name called. Like, yeah, it's it's a it boosts your your confidence a little bit. You know, I could see it going both ways, though. I could feel somebody that you know really, really going on like, was eligible, and mm. maybe they're in a progressive line or something, and they're like, oh, you know. I, I know I've got master. I know I'm, right. I'm eligible. I know the, the brethren are going to vote for me, and they end up getting like two votes or something. <laughs> like, okay. Being the exact opposite. Right. Not that it, I mean, maybe it's an edge case. Right. But, um, you know, you're hearing that you only got one or two votes is not always a positive thing. True. Uh, I guess I'm more of the I'd want to know than not know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess even if I only it's got two votes, fair. I could sit there. I'm the type, I would sit back and be like, well, at least I got two votes, you know. Whereas, you know, oh, well, so so Ken won the Borshville Master. I'm gonna be driving home, going, I wonder how close I was. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> that's, that's just me though. I'm be like, damn, did I only lose by a vote? <sighs> did yeah, I write I the name that. wrong on the ballot sheet? Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> did I? Did it's I like not? a pass or fail grade, and you need to know the grade. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you failed. Well, did I fail by a point, or did I fail by 30 points, you know? I guess that, that's just me anyway, so. Yeah, I'm going to have to pay attention this year when we do it and see exactly how we – I mean, I, I, like I would advocate for, for everybody's name. Full real. Right. Anybody who gets the votes. Right. Again. There's some brothers who just sit in their chair and squirm. The, uh, with that <laughs> also being said, <laughs> with that also being said – there's nothing more that pisses me off being a lodge member and hearing all those names read and somebody screwing around and putting like a dumb name in there. Like no. somebody who hasn't been in lodge in 30 years, they want to put their name in. Or somebody basically making a mockery of the political system. Yeah. Or the, I don't want to say it's political, not. the election system in yeah. lodge. The abstainer. That's the abstainer. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you're a member of the lodge. Vote. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I know you're allowed to abstain and not really vote. It is in the rules and regs. You're you're allowed to abstain. But why would you? It's your own lodge. Have an opinion. Like Little this is your home. Fly across the room once you abstain. I'm, it just happens. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it how is, you feeling? It is your right to do that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from both both ways. I mean, up until now, up until I've really thought about it, I've been a big like you're in lodge vote. Right. Don't throw your vote away. But right. I mean, you do have the right to abstain if there are no brothers that you feel are eligible and willing to serve. Mm-hmm. Then that well, would be a perfectly legitimate reason to. It's like making abstain. a statement without making a statement. Though. Well, it's not even that. I mean, maybe you just you have to vote. You have to vote your conscience. All right. Now let's let's compare right? this to the American elections for our for our country. Mm-hmm. We always tell everybody get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And how many people mm-hmm. don't go vote because yeah. they're like, why bother? My vote doesn't count. Yeah. Yes, it does. Or how many get that do go and vote. vote are completely uninformed. Unless you're <laughs> voting just for throwing. Bernie Sanders. But I mean, if you're an active, okay. So if you're, if you're, I'll go there. If you're 30 years out of the lodge and you haven't been to lodge in 30, 20, 10, five years, you haven't, you have no idea of the. For instance, I look at our, like our older brothers that that would show up now. They wouldn't recognize half of the members of our lodge because they haven't been to lodge. You know, so so how are you going to come in? Come and, out to a dinner or a table lodge or something prior well, to the, uh, if you the actual come, vote and learn about who these guys are. Right. Or you know what? You want to come to just annual and sit down? That's fine. Don't vote. Yeah. Or if it's a progressive line, okay, vote for the progressive line. You know. I think that's a great intention. It's yeah. just in practice. I haven't seen it. What I've seen is the person that stain. It's kind of like a. <sighs> which is shit, which you know? is not what it should be. But it's about. not that's on Masonic, if you ask me. That's on Masonic in my eyes. If yeah. you're just gonna you Well, I'm not gonna vote to stick it to him. You're being yeah. on Masonic. Yeah. If you want to stand up, voice your opinion in a in a um in the lodge about a disdain for something in the lodge and do it, you know, uh, properly and in respectfully. And then if you get gaveled down or told to sit down or you just finish what you got to say and then sit down, then do at least it yeah. was Masonic about it. But when you sit there as the you know grumpy pastor, I'm not voting this shit. Like, or if you abstain, like I said, it, it is a legitimate reason to abstain if you don't feel that anybody's qualified. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to stick it to this guy who's right. the progressive think- line next one to be master. Right. If you don't think these guys are qualified, you have to, as a Mason, vote your conscience. And right. They could be to... Or write your own name in. in. If you think you're if, good enough that those guys well, aren't qualified, put your own name in. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe I don't feel that I'm qualified, but I don't feel that any of these guys are qualified either. All it right. can happen. It can happen. And I think that's a Masonic way of dealing with it is to say, I can't in good conscience right. vote. I, I do understand. I, I think it's an saying. edge case. I think we're picking, you know, nits here because no, I don't think I, it ever. Happens, hey, it's a discussion but, though, and yeah. listen, other lodges maybe happen, that yeah. are listening to this or brothers maybe going through the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with yeah, we're yep. picking things apart. But you know, I always would say this though: if you've got round number twenty guys in a lodge, yep. somebody in there is got to be qualified because somebody's got to run the ship. So if you don't think anybody in there is is capable. Then you should. Of you know what I mean? Yeah, no. That's you get a what good I'm point. saying yeah. though. Like if you don't think anybody in that lodge is capable, somebody's got to be capable to keep the well, ship. You know. On so here's what happens based on the rules and regs of the state of Connecticut. Uh-huh. If nobody gets enough votes to become master, guess who gets to remain master for the oh, subsequent wow. year? Uh-huh. The current so master. So until your and actually, successor uh, is elected or you die, 
You are master of that lodge in the state of and Connecticut. And that's uh, what that's interesting. Brother Bill Powell just said in New Jersey, the master has to stay master until qualified person can take over. Absolutely yep. true. And that's even in Connecticut, too. Yep. One of the things that uh, we do when I do the uh, installation ceremony for officers, I've been asked for, wow, I think... Quite a long time now. I think it's, everybody's been asking me, and Perry actually uh, asked me if he is elected as master. He'd asked if I would be his installing master, and I'm honored to do that anytime I'm asked. I, I love doing it. It's an honor to me. It's a privilege to do to be an installing master for any of the brothers. It's a that fun asked me ceremony to too. Yeah, but ritual. One of the things during that ceremony is you are handed the charter and you are told that you are the master until your successor successor is duly installed in your place. Yep. So you're stuck there. Yep. Now, but if you think that there's nobody qualified to take over for him as master, you know, there's got to be somebody in there. Maybe it's you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with throwing your own name in the hat. I think a lot of Masons are afraid to do that. They really, well, oh, I don't want to write my own name. Oh. Now, throw your name in the hat. Well, I mean, for master, you have to have gone through the past master degree, I think. In okay. Connecticut, at least. Well, let's talk but about this. Yeah. In the state of Connecticut. That's the only requirement, right? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. You are to be a past warden. That is one of the requirements. Warden, right? Have to be a past warden in order to become, at least in the state of Connecticut. Yep. And then after that, before you are installed as master, you have to take the actual past master degree yep. in the state of Connecticut. But uh, Rocco's been a past warden. Mm-hmm. So in December, if everybody votes him to be master, he could technically become master. He could take the actual past master degree before taking office. Yeah, you have to. Yep. Before you can before you can be installed, you have to take yeah. the actual past master degree. Yep. But that's his only requirement. But he's a past warden. Uh, Elwin, he's another perfect example. He was a past yep. junior warden. Elwin, he's taking his fifty year pin this year. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Um, that's awesome. But he's he a past warden. Every seat except for master. He's a past warden. If the entire lodge votes him to be master, then he's he master. could be the master. Yep. Uh, there's nothing stopping that. So there's no. There used to be a requirement in the state of Connecticut that you had to go through the master's path. Oh, I think we yeah. talked about this. We in did a talk about yeah, that whole freaking galloping I, shit show. I did it. Um, I'm not so sure that I needed to, but I did it. And they I, still they still have people that yeah. like grade the test and everything yep. and tell you uh-huh. whether you passed or failed. I will say this I guess though, it's not a strict requirement. It's not a strict requirement. It's not even a requirement at all. But I'll tell you this much. I will say this. You learn some. Stuff. You learn a lot. So anybody who's a Connecticut Mason listening to this, even if you're not the master, warden, whatever, yep. take the damn test because you yep. learn a lot. It's taken more for an educational thing. And even when you pass it, I think they send you a nice certificate, right? I didn't they get still a certificate when I passed one. They don't do that no more. <laughs> oh, when I took the test, I took uh, the one that I took way back in the day, 2011. They used to send you a nice certificate. I'll have to bring them in and show you. Yeah, they send I you mean, a nice I certificate. Have, I might says, have gotten uh, an email. I might have gotten actually right like there. a letter or something. No, no but you know what, though? I think they yeah. should send you a little. <clears throat> I think they should send you a little certificate and stuff yeah, like that. because you took the time to you do it. You took the time to do it. It makes you feel good. Who doesn't like getting recognized for the yeah. stuff they do? I think the more important <clears throat> aspect of it is you really learn where to go to find the answers. And I think that's the most important lesson right. as master. That is too. know yep. where to go to find the answers. Mm-hmm. Don't have we to rely. Go to George. Secretary. 
No, no don't the, rely. That poses a problem. Don't rely on the past masters. Don't rely on the no, secretary because sometimes that crap's going to fall on your lap when you're sitting there up in the east and everybody's mm-hmm. looking at you. Or decides to take a nice Masonic vacation, you know, yeah, take a Masonic exactly. night off, well, and shit hits the, the fan. That's been the history. <laughs> yeah. Go to George. It's on you as the master. And that's that why George is bowing out of a lot of things because, and I've said it before, that is a crutch because now Ken doesn't have to learn it. You don't got to learn it. The next guy don't got to learn it because, oh, we'll just go to him and ask him the questions. No, take the test, learn it for your damn self. It's smart. Um, that's why he's bounty hunter degrees. That's why I'm bonnie hundred degrees. <laughs> Bill Powell, uh, brother Bill Powell, New Jersey has the Society of King Solomon, somewhat cool. of a lodge of education. Interesting. Tests your knowledge on the three degrees: shock, collar, fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, if you can get some of those questions. If you can get some of those questions, I'll definitely get my ass whacked. I don't care. Ken too. He loves it. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> The Grand Lodge Constitution and Laws and Masonic Etiquette. Great information. If CT has info, test, definitely take it. Learn so much. Yes, we do have uh, info. We have test. It's like a it's like a search and find, realistically, the state yeah. of Connecticut one. They'll ask you some outrageous, crazy question. What section of the rules and regs states that they're not? Yeah. And you're like, ah, shit. I got to go through the whole book. And yeah, you gotta, but like, it's good but practice you know what, though? to know where those things are, man. To know where it is. And on top of that, while you're thumbing through that book looking for that thing, you're reading other stuff. Mm-hmm. So now you get to the next question. It says, what section talks about yeah. this? You're like, oh, I've seen that. Yep. And you go back, and there it is. So, yeah, it's... it's you always you find should... something that's really interesting. Like, oh, crap, I always wondered what would happen if this happened. Right. You're learning as you're, as you're going through it. I will say that, in my opinion, there's two people that need to know rules and regs, constitutions, laws, Masonic... Uh, uh, not so much Masonic etiquette. I think all Masons should know that. But the Masonic law... Uh, and rules and regs mm-hmm. and the constitutions, as well as your lodge bylaws, mm-hmm. two people in the lodge that definitely need to know that, and a third needs to start working on it. Master and secretary. Master and secretary That's need right. to know it front to back. I have the book in my desk. Most of it I have not committed to memory, but if you ask me a question, I can find the section yeah, for you. I know how to run a, run a Masonic trial if there's ever a yep. trial. Uh, but the, the wardens, the wardens definitely need to get up to speed on those. When you hit that junior because, warden's chair, yeah. you better start thumbing through that yeah. damn book. Because guess who has to uh, run a Masonic trial if something happens during refreshment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the junior warden. Junior warden. So it's, it's you, not those just, are, it's not just nah. having two lines in a degree, guys. And everybody who sits there, and I'm not, I don't say everybody because there's some wardens and masters that they 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 skate through their year and their lodge is great and everything works fine and it's awesome if nothing happens that's good but when but. you sit back and you say ah, we're good that ain't gonna happen to me <laughs> that's when it always <laughs> happens to you ask Warshall Master Ryan Nordstrom <laughs> he got thrown a uh, he got thrown a knuckleball midway <laughs> through the season really? he's like oh shit we're gonna have to do this it ended up uh, the the situation came to to pass and it was. But it was it was right there, like it was right at the knocking on the doorstep. Like this is gonna go down. Yeah, you'd be surprised All how right. many things actually happen to masters that you don't actually see until you're sitting in that chair. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on about the lodge that, you know, because you're the master, you take care of it. There's no, you know, nobody else's. And that's the that, that's a sign of a good master that right. things get taken care of and it mm-hmm. never becomes a big issue. But man, there's a lot of stuff that goes down. Yeah. 
Uh, I know we're getting off elections, but uh, we'll, we'll just we'll wrap this part of up in a minute. But uh, James Raff Rafferty, you're not really making me want that seat. I'll tell mm. you what, though, Raff, it's a lot of work. You will. It's really not. Secretary? Not really. Well, I mean, if you're a very organized person, I would imagine. It's it not anymore. Not with Grandview. There's no sending in monthlies anymore. You literally, when you get an EA petition in, you go to Grandview, punches information in, Grand Lodge has it. There's no more monthlies. There's no more paperwork. There's no nothing. Everything's done off the computer now. Check the only book thing, and all that, and your check runs that you do. Mostly the treasurer does that. The only thing I need to do is write down Vouchers. the money that I get. Yeah. And then when he gives me the voucher, I just check the voucher. Yeah. And when I check the voucher, it means to me, all right, that matches my book. Right. I know that one's checked. So other than that, it's pretty easily. And then writing the minutes. And you don't have to get elaborate. Some I've seen some secretaries, they go freaking they write a freaking Stephen King novel of yeah. secretary minutes. You don't need to do that. It's basically this would happen, that's what happened, this would happen, this was talked about, boom, close the lodge. Well, you gotta run the communications for the lodge too, right? Do you guys do it that way in your lodge? So if the master has something he wants to send out to the craft, he forwards it to the secretary, the secretary blasts it out to the craft. Realistically, a lot of that stuff kind of came to pass when we started using the group me app. Oh, okay. I'll tell you right now, my the only letters that I send snail mail anymore. Or email, right? I really don't do email. Really? So the master sends that kind of stuff out? Or you guys just I, do We do it all. Everything happens oh, okay. through, through GroupMe. It's the best thing ever because now you don't have to. If you have a smartphone. <laughs> and if not, that's why I send out the snail right, mail because now I know you're getting an actual stuff. hard copy yeah. of whatever I do. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back into... Um, Let's get back into uh, the election process. So after you're elected, again, as Ked said, you have to be, um, you have to accept the position. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? And if that particular person, and this is another good reason to read more than just the guy who won, because what we do in our lodge is, if Rocco gets Junior Warden with 10 votes and you get junior ward or you you don't get junior but you were runner up with eight votes mm-hmm. let's just say and he refuses it it goes to the goes to the, the next, next guy person. in line yep. so and then you can accept it yep or deny it and then it would go to number three and if there yep. is no now you revote it yep you know if but it, it makes life easier rather than oh well, who who had the next amount oh i don't know and it just oh let's revote again eh, yeah bad move uh, yeah fair point so that's why we do it that way with reading aloud because now everybody can say, oh, no, you know, Ken had the next most. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, after that, you are not in that position until something very important happens. What do you mean? The installation. Installation of officers. Right. Now, I was trying to segue. Apparently, I... No, you dro- I, I lost me on the iron. What are you trying to... No, I thought you were like done with the whole election process, and I was going to say then you're not actually in the position until the installation right. yes, takes okay. place. And here's what a Masonic installation well, is. So I was trying well, to have talk a about the, No, no, I'm, I'm on to you now. Um, no, I, so yeah, no, no, that wasn't you. <laughs> that was my crash and burn, not yours. Um, well, let's talk about the in-between time. So, I'll give you an example. We have our annual communication on the 14th of December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our installation doesn't happen till the first Saturday of January. Mm-hmm. But we have another meeting in between there. So, now you have realistically one meeting 
that's still in the hands of the 2019 master because his his um, successor hasn't been installed. Yeah, that's fine. But now what we have is a master elect. So how right. does your lodge do with the master and the master elect? Do they work in tandem? Do they work together? Do they start working on a changing of the guard? How does it work with you guys? Well, because yeah. and I'll give you an ex- uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when I became master again I'm using me as an example, not because Joe is a douche and thinks that I'm making it all about me. Um, you know, <laughs> because I'm talking about past events. You and, remember your own experience, right. so it kind of makes sense to... <laughs> no, but I mean, there's nobody up here to bounce the other idea yeah. off of. But um, the reason why I'm saying is because when I was elected as master, I'm like, all right, let's go get the master. Let's go talk to him. He's like, bye. Here's the keys. <laughs> See you next year. Wow. And I didn't, nobody taught me. He handed me a piece of paper that was basically here. Here's a blue form that's the order of business. This is how you got, this is how you run a meeting. Wow. Good luck, kid. And out the door he went. That's unfortunate. <laughs> so so I, I've I'm been... wondering, like, how in other lodges, and we do it much differently now. Mm-hmm. Normally, right now, I usually sit down with whoever the master elect is and I yep. say, listen, let's talk. Here's your officers. Yep. This is the committees you got to set up. This is what you got to do. And I kind of, give them that understanding but how, how does it happen in yours um so the way that we operate is <clears throat> usually the um the incoming master will have a sit-down conference with the secretary who you know our secretary is also a district deputy Marty. Mm-hmm. yep so uh the incoming master will usually have a sit-down with him um what most of us like to do is as an outgoing master they sit down with the incoming master and kind of go over nuance of the chair that um he may not have spoken about with the the secretary. I mean, we all kind of like have things that worked in our year and things that didn't work in our year. And you kind of go over that with the incoming master and say, Hey, you know, not to influence his plans or anything, but here's a list of how everything went over the course of the year. And you can Uh take it for what it's worth. Use it as reference material. Um, I've, I was blessed when I took the chair that, um, Hal Elwell was the, the outgoing worshipful master. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sat down, sat down with me and gave me his whole template for his calendar for the year. And that's awesome. Um, he started using an agenda, um, which is a genius move. I don't know why we, right. I think all the masters has kind of kept it in their head mm-hmm. um, for the order of business and everything, but he would actually put it down and he'd yep. be like, you know, if there's any new events or something like that, you put it all in one place. And that way there, if you know, there's a big discussion that's going on, you don't lose mm-hmm. your place as the master. And you make copies of it, and you give it to all your wardens and your secretary. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing that I picked up from him. Yeah. Um, but that's that's usually how we do. It. I mean, we start planning our years usually toward the end of the junior warden year. Right. Certainly during the senior warden year, you're you're working on your calendar for the right. the incoming the oncoming year. Yeah, you should plan for you to become master. Don't get caught with your pants yeah. down around by your ankles. Yep. And you get to that master's chair, let me tell you, it hits fast. Yeah. It I mean, there's no there's no lull time. There's no the only thing that we do in the after uh, our installation is we have our annual dinner, mm-hmm. which is kind of like welcoming the new masters, you know, his lady and all that stuff, and you know, the lodge gets together, we have our dinner and that's yep. but from there on in it's hammer time. Yeah. Oh yeah. After the <laughs> yeah. installation of officers, like you're in the chair and you're expecting and, to do and understand that job. when you hit that chair, it's a twenty four seven job. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Well, you're gonna get fun. Well, I mean, it's not it's not like you're you know the freaking president or anything. But realistically, how much? I mean. You and your year. This is your your year as master. Yeah, I'll get calls late at night uh-huh. every once in a while. I mean, it's not like, um, yeah, I don't think it's like being the president, but it's definitely like being probably need to the put CEO a fire of an organization. And you're, yeah, you're pretty much always on call. And you're putting fires out. Yep. I mean, and there are fires. They may be small, maybe large, yep. maybe you know, multiple fires, but you're always putting something out. Yep. And uh, the best thing a master or even the wardens to a, to an extent need to have communication with their treasurer and their mm-hmm. secretary constantly. Mm-hmm. And as well as masters and wardens should get together. I mean, you are, I, I never, never ran. I never thought of rent running a lodge as like a, a dictatorship as a master. You should try to include your wardens in as much as you want to accomplish. Yeah. You're there to serve possible. the craft. Your job yeah. is to serve the craft. Uh, I think it's very important to have a sounding board, too, as a master, too. Yeah. So the master has uh, unusual powers. He runs the damn show. Mm-hmm. It's this is it's all- lonely to be able to, to have to do that all right. the time, too. If you don't have a past master to bounce those kinds of ideas or questions mm-hmm. off of, I mean, even if you know where to go to get the answers, if it's some like official policy or something, Every once in a while, it helps to have somebody else to talk to. Well, also understand that masters are human, too, and we make mistakes. Oh, yeah, we, and yeah, totally some people, up. not all, and I don't, I'm not stupid, but sometimes there is a little bit of a power ego that happens with certain masters. They get to that chair and they think, you know, they blow up their shoulders, they get their, they broaden their, you know, broaden their chest and... They think that they're they're the shit. I'm the master. Everything's gonna happen through me. Well, no, because your lodge can shoot you down. You're talking about me? No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. Because they keep looking at me. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, just, <laughs> just kidding. Conversation. Nah, I, I, well, I could look at the I camera, but that's it. even creepy. You're looking yeah, at. I, I try to do right that, just, and then I just catch. I can't. I'll catch his eyes when he's over there behind the what camera. Was that, what was the the freaking movie with Johnny Number Five? So oh, short circuit, short dude. circuit. I was. Oh I thought God, it was short it was circuit. A great movie. Because I was thinking batteries not included as well. But right, look at yeah, the camera. Seen that does it does it not look yeah, kind of? Like... It does kind of look like a little <laughs> Terminator drone. Uh, but uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is going to segue into the second half of this, um, and we're going to be talking about Masonic, the Masonic party, if there ever was one, and we're going to be mm. talking about the conspiracy theorist whole thing of. NWO mm-hmm. and we're going to basically uh, talk theoretically what it would yep. be like if Masons ran the show mm-hmm. um, Bill Powell our worship masters collaborate during our advanced stations starting in September it's awesome yeah, it's we have idea. a written agenda for each meeting that they may as well be engraved on the podium in the east good nice. yeah that's awesome uh, thanks to the podcast, this is the first year of our new programs, so we'll see how it translates to next year. Awesome. That, that's great. Yeah, and that's uh, Yeah, we're actually, uh, what is it, next Sunday? This coming Sunday. We're having mm-hmm. uh, the guy from um, the CT Chip program come up, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, you're going to learn about that program. It's a child we've, identification program. We've done that. We've participated in mm-hmm. that. You were part of one. Yep. Oh, I, I was part three. of one. I was yeah. part of three. Um, I think it's something that's kind of unique to our jurisdiction, too. I'm sure there's yeah. probably one mm-hmm. or two others in the U.S. that have something similar, but it would no, be good I, to talk about that. Right, exactly. Um, so the reason why I'm bringing this up uh, in the, the powers of a master and how 
they are unusual and extremely powerful and the master can he can gun down anything he wants he can talk about whatever he wants mm-hmm. he can do basically it could be an authoritarianism basically if what, we weren't Masons. And if, if we, we weren't Masons, Masons, right. Yep. You, you yep. follow what I'm... Yeah, you see I, what I'm... I okay, all right. You see. <laughs> um, and, uh, but it's good to have a, a sounding board of having two other wardens be like, yep. George. Yeah, what do you guys think about this? George, you're acting like a dick. All right, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so... It, on the other hand, we can't agree on... You know, what type of coffee to get. Yeah. I had, uh, but I had two good wardens in my year. I had uh, Worship Brother Earl, and, you know, you guys met him. Mm-hmm. He's a very even-keeled guy. Yep. Uh, Tom was, so I had two angels. I had an angel yeah. and a demon, you know what I mean? Not that Tom was a demon, but, you know, Earl's kind of like, George, just, just, what if, I call him Ben Stein. He sounds like Ben Stein, so I always made a fun of him. A little bit. Well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but see it. But he's very even keeled. Very even keeled. Like, very yeah. mellow. Whereas me, I'm freaking hot tempered and fly off the handle. Yeah. Earl's like, calm down, little guy. Like yeah. he'll he'll level me out. Tom was more of the the yes men or you know. So when I needed some positive reinforcement, Tom was there. Mm-hmm. Earl was the leveler. Tom was the positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You know. So it worked out well for me. And I, I, I remember going to the Nautical Lodge to meet the district deputy when I was the master to discuss issues that were going in the lodge. And I always had, I always kept at least the top three near me. Understand, mm-hmm. I really didn't have a, a lower office at the time. I had just my mm-hmm. three guys that were backing me and the rest of the lodge was. Well, even in, we have a, we have a, you know, strong brothers in every officer's uh-huh. chair in my lodge, but the. The master and the wardens always seem to to make all the big decisions, not necessarily collectively, like the master has the final say. Right. But for anything big that's going on, I sit down with my wardens. Mm. I'll talk with my wardens about it. The wardens are in the email trail or whatever. Right. It's not... If you're making all the decisions unilaterally, man, like that's just, it's a little bit too close to a dictatorship. Right. Yeah. No, it really Because we can, you know, we can be wrong. We can forget to think about things from a different angle. And it's. Right. So, with that being said, let's take a break. We'll take a break and then we're going to tackle the other half of this and we'll get into uh, the uh, the Masonic. The difficult part of this. The difficult parts of this. And we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be all right though. We're gonna we're gonna get through it and <laughs> but we're gonna touch on something that uh, you know the conspiracy theorists love to throw mm. around. The you mis- get all the comments the lined up from the uh the Freemasons and the New World Order stuff. Comments lined up from the what? From the, the poll? Uh, yeah. There was only a couple, but I I will read them yeah. aloud. And uh there was there's a couple pros, a couple cons, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, yep. both both are valid points. But uh, we're going to explore this. We're going to run down this rabbit hole. So uh, we'll be back. Help us. Don't be afraid. Uh, I'll be fine. And we're back. We're back. The second half of this, as I said, we're going to be talking about what if there was a Masonic political party? And we're also going to be talking about the conspiracy theorists and how they have what or that they believe is the Masonic NWO. The underlying conspiracy. The underlying conspiracy and how we run everything. And what it would be like, theoretically, if there was such a thing that ran the entire world. So let's first start with the first thing. Uh, I put up a poll a while ago. And uh, I put up a poll, and it was basically if there was a Masonic party, uh, 
would you vote for it? Would you become a registered member of it? And uh, the vote came out 80 to 20. 80% of the people who voted, and I think there was 55 votes, mm-hmm. uh, said that, yes, we would be down for it. And then there was 20% that said, no, they believed it should be separate. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, uh, as Mark Smith had written, uh, that uh, there used to be an anti-Masonic party. Yep. And their, one of their tenets was to smash and obliterate Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. What if Freemasonry decided that we don't like the way that the Democrats and Republicans are doing things? And again, the reason why we bring up this topic is because it's election day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, but what if you know a bunch of Freemasons decided, well, we don't like the way that the Republicans and the Democrats are running things. And... Um, we, uh, we, we, we don't like the, the mudslinging. We don't like the undermining or the lying or the, and there's no doubt, you know, politicians lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to have our own Masonic, but we want to have a, our own political party that adheres to the tenets of Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. So, so let's define what that party would look like. Well, just so that we have a framework for, for this conversation. Well, let's just say that you had to be a Freemason. Uh, and this is, uh, you have to be a Freemason. Okay. And or adhere to the tenets of Freemasonry. Okay. Meaning we don't talk badly about one another, <clears throat> even though me and Joe break balls. But that's that's all in good fun. I'm talking about mm-hmm. legitimately talk bad about one another. Yep. We're not supposed to. Does yep. it happen? Sure, it happens. <clears throat> Some Masons don't like other Masons. and there's, It's going to happen in any type of organization that has an X amount of people, a, a large amount of people. Yeah. Masons got, what, six million around the world right now? And we make mistakes. And we make mistakes. No one's perfect. Um, we certainly wouldn't do it on a uh, network news broadcast or something. No, like no, no, no. Or a debate or anything and like that. And that's one of the things I had said is if I ever ran for a political office, I wouldn't do a zero smear campaign. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't believe in it. I don't, I'm going to tell you... What I stand for, and you know what? If they want to take shots at me, let them. I, yeah. I'm not going to fire back yep. because I just don't believe in it. I think it's classless, in my opinion, to to take cheap shots at people mm-hmm. or their families or you know their character. I, I just don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And what if we had a Masonic party that basically was along those lines that you know, a bunch of Masons got together, signed the petition, and I understand there is a whole process to become a registered mm-hmm. party, third party. Yep. It's a process. You need X amount of petitions. You have to have a treasurer. <clears throat> Excuse me. You there? It's it's a it's yep. not something that you just say, hey. Let's form a party. Yep. You have to abide by campaign law. To, There's a yep. whole bunch of fundraising rules. Yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of paperwork you have to fill out. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if we did that, like mm-hmm. you could, okay. So you, you would at least have to adhere we'll to the, the tenets of Freemasonry. So, theoretically, by that definition, it could be completely inclusive. You could be a candidate for that party, regardless of gender and regardless of age. At least in my opinion, that's what it sounds like to me, right? The Masonic Party could put a uh, a woman in as the presidential candidate for the party. I don't see as, why as not. As long as she I, adheres, to I don't the see why not. The order. I think uh, if as long as the tenants are adhered to, I don't mm-hmm. see why not. A woman could most certainly could be. Okay. Doesn't mean she necessarily. Well, I mean, this is this is all a big thought experiment. It's all anyway, thought experiment. But as long as we have a framework mm-hmm. established that says, okay, it could be totally right. inclusive, male, female, doesn't mm-hmm. matter, doesn't matter on gender, yep. as long as you would. I mean, realistically, 
a lot of running. Um, realistically, you have Eastern Star and Amaranth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of somewhat in the Masonic family, in a sense. Yeah. I would ostensibly have... they adhere to the same core values that we mm-hmm. do. Although I'm I'm woefully underinformed about right. uh, the order of the Amrith and order of the I mean... Eastern Star, but I would imagine <clears throat> being a Masonic affiliated <laughs> body that they would right. have to believe in the same values that we do. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they were founded basically by Freemasons and Freemasons' mm-hmm. wives and and you know and pretty much they fall right in line with the same tenets as we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't see why a woman couldn't be a candidate for the Masonic party. <clears throat> okay. Um, so there you go. So our increasingly hypothetical political increase. party could be made up of <laughs> any gender. Right. <clears throat> but you would have to adhere to the tenets of the order. And one of the things about being a Mason is you have to believe in a higher power, a higher power. So that would be a requirement. That would be a requirement. Okay. Um, I also think that uh, the other tenant would be that uh, you are not to. <clears throat> Come on, give me the charge of an EA here. You will be a peaceful person on your outward demeanor. You will not mm-hmm. bring reproach upon yourself and or, quote unquote, we'll just say hypothetically, the party. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you would have to adhere to the important things or the um that's what i'm looking for you'd have to basically be a a a even keeled person Mm -hmm. you couldn't be on twitter firing out blasts (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know you couldn't be saying bad things about other people and you'd have to to your best of your ability be a peaceable person yep and a respectful person citizen Mm law-abiding so I don't see, um, me personally, I would say, yeah, if there was a Masonic party, and and even if it wasn't called the Masonic party, if even it was just a party that just had a different name, it could be the freaking Whig party for all I care, but its main tenants were of Freemasonry, yeah, I'd I'd be interested in that, because one of the major problems I have with Republican and Democrat is, is the mudslinging mm. and the by the the I'm not bipartisan because that means cross parties, but the the secular partisan. Pa- the partisan uh, things is you know they're they're not thinking uh, they're not there's no compromise between the two, mm-hmm. and that would be one of the the major things of this particular party is that we as Masons are taught to you know especially as a masters to keep harmony within mm-hmm. your lodge. <clears throat> and we advocate free thought, right? And we have a free exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means somebody's going to have a different idea from you. And right. that's okay. Uh-huh. Just like we did that night when we came up here and we had the uh, the firearms and lodge mm-hmm. right. debate. Not really a debate. It was a discussion. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had brothers up here that had different opinions. But we all came to, right. we you know, just by the nature of our relationship, we came to a common ground. We weren't fighting each other and saying, oh, well, you know, I don't care what you say. I'm keeping my opinion the way it is. Um, So I think that's... But is that something that we would make a a requirement of the party? That you had to allow... I would think so, yeah. That that everyone's entitled to free expression and that you have to at least, you know... That you have to have a civil, civil discourse. Right. I think civil discourse is a big... 
Yeah, I'm trying to get to. Uh, my phone is just not working, but I was trying to get back to the poll so I can read what the uh, the others had written in regards to uh, the the cons of it. But I know Joe. <clears throat> actually, when we were having this discussion the last time we were up here, Joe was opposed to the Masonic a Masonic mm-hmm. party because it he, associates the fraternity with mm-hmm. politics. Yes. And he, he, he was one who said that no, they need to be separate. Yeah. Masonry is a, uh, secular order, mm-hmm. so to speak. That's, that doesn't really involve itself in politics. Um, but I don't know if I 100% agree with that because, I mean, the whole reason why our country was founded was because a bunch of Masons got pissed off and launched tea into the... <laughs> yeah. And you in, know in a roundabout way. They, um, they did. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Some of the some of the aspects about how our government was set up was obviously inspired by Freemasonry. Right. But... I think they, in their infinite wisdom, did it in such a way that it wasn't tied directly to the fraternity. Like, they took ideas that mm-hmm. they thought were good, that they learned in the fraternity, but they didn't say, hey, this is the United Masonic States of America. You know what I mean? They didn't right. They didn't make it a Masonic, um, a Masonically affiliated right. government. Mm-hmm. Was, they didn't come out and flat out say, yeah, yeah, this is the Masonic government. And probably for the same reasons that those 20% of mm-hmm. the, the voters and actually because you, it should be separate in their opinion. And actually our, our country's government is set up nothing like a Masonic Lodge. No, there are some, yeah, it's, there are some things that, are, uh, but I mean, if you talk about the Congress, legislative, uh, the oh, yeah. Congress and legislative and no, the fact that there's three branches of government. Yeah. Um, yeah. The executive, the executive, judicial, judicial. That's the one I was looking and, for. And uh, the, uh, Whatever the hell the other legislative, one is. the the Congress basically. Legislative, judicial, legislative, judicial, and executive. Executive, executive is president. Okay, I feel like we're like need to be back on a smarter than a fifth grader right now. Yeah, because, because I think I'm falling down. No, it's three. It's judicial. I know there's three. I just legislative, and executive. Okay, my daughter would be so proud of me right now. Yeah, I, I but you. but those three bodies are not. That's not emblematical of a Masonic Lodge. No, not at all. Not at all. No. So that's what I was meaning is it's not set up as a Masonic Lodge. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely departures from the Mm -hmm. way a Masonic Lodge is set up. We do everything based on, well, I mean, the voting process and everything is a very democratic Mm -hmm. process, but there Mm -hmm. is a difference to how that system was set up in the United States of America versus a Masonic Lodge. Well, even the elections are different too, though, because... It's not secret. It's not secret. On t- well, to a to a point. Mm, yeah, to a point. I mean, you're is. not sworn to secrecy on how you voted, but theoretically, right. nobody's you know nobody else right needs to know or or can know unless you tell them how you voted. Right, and you know the other part of it is is again we were just talking about there's no campaigning in a Masonic Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the American government, you can campaign yep. all year yep. round, and they do because that's all you ever hear about. Yeah. As soon as the president or whoever's installed, you got less than what a year, mm-hmm. and they're right back on it again. Yeah, it's a constant campaigning thing, and that just doesn't happen in Masonic Lodge. <clears throat> There's no campaigning. Mm-hmm. I think I, the most. Let's be honest. The second half of the year, September. There's a little bit of talk about it. October, a little bit more. November's where it now becomes mm-hmm. a hot topic. Yeah. December comes, poof, it's gone. Yep. You know. 
throughout the year it trickles a little bit like you know next year i you know you know but nothing like yeah it's not like the u.s political no. system in that regard. so this was just a couple things that were uh so uh in the poll but i mean like states rights states rights is absolutely a masonic ideal that their states should be you know oh yeah forming their own laws and mm-hmm. responsible for their own right you know their own futures and not the federal government the federal government shouldn't be setting right you know precedent for certain uh-huh. things at the state level and that's right. exactly how right masonic lodges are governed Ab- absolutely so. in each jurisdiction grand jurisdiction governs itself mm-hmm. just like the states i mean um the the actual idea of a united states of america didn't come until after the war of 1812 mm, yeah realistically each state kind of governed itself right up until the War of eighteen twelve, yep. and then after that is where you started getting a sense of unity. Yeah, then uh, things that, changed. Then things changed after that. Thanks, England. Certain things that the federal <laughs> government could decide upon. Right. But yeah. So this is coming to some of the comments that were in the poll, and again, I've already read it earlier. But uh, Joseph Schultz, Worship Brother Joseph Schultz, of course, mm-hmm. said, "Sign me up. I love a lost cause." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, always, uh, always shooting for the underdog he is. Paul, oh, I'm going to butcher his last name. I apologize, Paul. Uh, brother, Paul Kutziel. You can't have politics nor religion be a factor. They are diverse topics in which is certain to bring conflict. And in mm-hmm. such, both topics are counter to the meet on the level and depart upon the square philosophy. I wrote back, so thank you for the feedback, and you'll like the November topic. I was hoping so, to be on. So it was religion and uh, what were the two topics? Religion and politics. Religion and politics. That's what he said. He said, uh, "Oh, that they should never be discussed." Yeah, they like are diverse topics context, in which context, is yeah. certain to bring conflict. Yeah, and in such both topics are counter to the meat on the level and the part upon the square philosophy. So what yeah. he's basically saying is that again, we're, we've kind of laid out our outline of what a quote unquote Masonic mm-hmm. party would look like. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah, I guess it, it makes sense to think about what happens if if this theoretical mm-hmm. party were to be created. Right. What would that do to Masonic lodges? Right. How would how would right? Yeah. How would Masons actually treat? Them? How would, would they, they treat all, each other? And right. Would they all automatically vote for that Masonic candidate? Right. If that's an expectation, then yeah, this is not right. going to work. Right. And or on top of that, you know. We we've said it before. Not all Masons adhere perfectly to the mm-hmm. tenets of Freemasonry. Right. So now, when you get a Mason who may be up for office in this quote unquote Masonic party, and the Masons don't actually like him because of his conduct or whatever, now what? That's causing a whole bunch of disharmony <laughs> in lodges, right. which is counter <clears throat> to what we believe, right? And so yeah, that's so. Brother Paul brings up a worst case very, scenario right there. Brings up a very valid point, uh, and then uh, the other half of the Bash brothers, uh, Worship Brother Greg Schultz. There are many parties in our country you can join. The Elephant and Donkey Party are <laughs> the richest and most popular in the USA. Mm-hmm. A Masonic party would only represent the interests of Masons. Otherwise, it would become political and polarizing. It could wind up dividing Masons and stop the brotherhood we share across the globe. And I said, awesome insight. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. Yep. So I guess there are, I guess you could say pros and cons to this. I mean, you could eventually take a craft and shatter it. Yeah. Well, it probably never 
it would probably never work out the way that we've defined it mm-hmm. at the beginning of the second half. Um, it would be interesting to consider a third party that just adheres to the, the tenets of masonry without saying anything about it being affiliated with masonry at all. Right? Right. Like, hey, hey guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, regardless of what your your take on certain issues is, we're always going to be moral and upright. Right. We're always going to allow for free discourse. Mm-hmm. We're not going to mudsling or mm-hmm. even talking, you know, negative in any way about our opponents, but just talk about, right. take the high road. Mm-hmm. Talk about what take we're going road. to do, not about what everybody else is going to do. And just to set up certain standards that are derivative of Masonic values, right. but don't call out Freemasonry in particular, and then make all of those candidates or anybody who's affiliated with that party abide by those rules. That would be interesting. I am listening to you, but my water bottle had a crink in it, so when I popped it open, it spilled ice-cold freezing water all over my ball. So, (laughs) I mean, you have ADD anyway, but that's really going to throw your concentration (laughs) off. I'm distracted now. So, But uh, anyway... Uh, so I, 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 I'm, I, I, I originally voted yes. If there was a Masonic party that had and adhered to the Masonic tenants only because of the bullshit that I think goes on between the Republicans and the Democrats, if there was a Masonic mm-hmm. party that came in and said, in a sense, and I hate to quote, but let's drain the swamp and get rid of all this bullshit that goes on in politics. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'd be for it. I'd, I'd be absolutely for it. But after the comments came in, yeah, and I'm sitting there and I'm reading those, and Greg Schultz, who normally is a jokester, like his brother, worship brother Joe Schultz, they're mostly jokesters, but they come across with some pretty insightful shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when he wrote that, I'm like, ah. And then you added brother Paul popped on, and I'm like, ah, he's got mm-hmm. a point too. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I'm torn. Um, and I also think that, and this is another thing to think about in terms of uh, political parties. The political parties started, I think, with good intention. I think originally when they first started, nobody starts with bad intentions. No. Right? And now I look at the political climate now, and it's a hot topic, so it's kind of why, and plus it's election day tomorrow, so. Yeah. Um, In the U.S. anyway. uh, Yeah, but I think the Democrats and Republicans started off with very noble and genuine purposes. And I think on both sides of the coin, you start to see a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, degrading of, in a sense, of their morals and values. Yeah. And I wonder... Certainly over time. The Masonic Party gets started with all these morals and values. Yep. And now... Yeah, and what happens... To that over time. I mean, basically, yeah. if you take two cups of tea, you know, and you put them side by side, and you pour water in it, the water doesn't change the color. You mm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So something that goes in pure may not come out the other end, mm. holding to that pureness. And that's what I would be worried about: is it would just be another political party that gets wrapped up into. Capitol Hill yeah. and the bullshit that goes on up there 
and something that started off with noble intentions is no longer noble. Yeah. That would be my concern. Of yeah, I'd say that's a pretty valid concern, too. Because <clears throat> uh, there is a lot of power to corrupt them. Actually, we do have a toast to do. One more. Did you, did you figure out who the... Uh, nope. Who the missing review was? No, no, no. Let me see if I can figure out what we're doing here. We have a toast to do. I'd like you to lead it. No, we have 798 likes right now, so I don't think that's what we're toasting. Nope. Who are we toasting? Right Worshipful Brother George. Congressman Elijah Cummings. Okay. Passed away last week. Oh. He was a brother and a sir knight. And actually, during his funeral ceremony, uh, the Prince Hall brothers of Maryland uh, and Sir Knights of Maryland uh, gave him a Masonic funeral. I did see that. Live on TV. Yeah. So I would like to toast um, Congressman and Brother Elijah Cummings. Uh, not for his passing, but, you know, in in his memory. In his memory. And I'd also like to toast those knights, uh, Sir Knights, of uh, the commandery down in Maryland. It might have even been the Grand Commandery mm-hmm. or his commandery, as well as the Grand Lodge of Prince Hall for the funeral that they did on live TV. Yeah, that was and, an amazing uh, ceremony. It was an amazing ceremony, and they did one hell of a job. So I want to toast them. Why don't you lead it? To Brother Elijah Cummings. Brother and Sir Knight, Elijah Cummings. Alas, 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 my brother. Brother and right hand to arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Vivat. 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 Yeah, I seen that. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, they did an excellent job. They did a fantastic Very professional. job. It's always sad to lose a brother, no matter yes, where he's from. So. All right, so let's get into the last half of this, and then we'll wrap this up. So the conspiracy theorists throw around the idea that there is a new world order. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what would really, what would it really be like if there was a new world order, controlled by Freemasons? You'd probably know it. <laughs> You'd know what's going on. It wouldn't be well. I will say this, okay, the conspiracy theorists are dead wrong on this for the simple reason is this. After World War II, you had Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the most powerful guy in the entire world, Mm -hmm. arguably, at that point. Yep. You had um, Winston Churchill, another Freemason. Yep. Who was the second or third... Arguably the most powerful guy in the entire world. Followed after Franklin Delano Roosevelt died, a Scottish Rite 33rd degree Mm -hmm. Freemason took over for him, Harry S. Truman, Mm -hmm. who now had nuclear weapons. Yeah. Who was arguably the most powerful guy in the world. And there were much fewer uh, rules and policies surrounding their use. So yeah, so if we wanted to take over the world, <laughs> it would be a you wouldn't even be around to have already. a conversation right now. Right now, we would yeah. be running the damn show. Yep. Mark my words, we'd yeah. be running the show. That's that is an excellent point. So we controlled. Uh, we were the most powerful economy in the entire world at the mm-hmm. time. On top of that, Europe was smashed to hell. Uh, I mean, you can say yeah, the Russians had you know what 
three million freaking soldiers, but yep. we had the bombs. Yeah. They wouldn't have lasted too damn long. <laughs> so potentially, yeah. I'm just saying and that if Freemasonry exploded after World yes. War II as well in America, if and there was a Europe potential. Yeah. You see that what I'm saying? Been, that would have been the that time, would have been the time for yeah. us to really grab hold yep. and grab this some bitch by the neck yep. and we would have controlled it and there would have been lights out from there. Yeah. And so we would be in control right now. Yeah. Let's just say That's an excellent point. Let's just use that example. Let's say that that did happen. Let's say it Okay. Freemasonry. Uh, we're going to do like an alternative We're going to do an alternative thing. mystery thing. Like oh, a man in the high castle mystery. type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Except instead of man in the high castle, it's going to be right worshipful brother George. <laughs> in the, oh, that was perfect. In a little kitty uh, castle that got crushed in my backyard <laughs> by that tree the other day. Son of a bitch. Oh, right, here we go. I thought I was absolved from this shit. I'm like, all right, me and Ken are going to have a great conversation, and then, bam, here you come. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice filling the shoes, though. I, uh, I appreciate I it. I'm, Actually, I'm I can't not, even say you filled the shoes anymore. nowhere near as good as... Because you two lambasted the shit out of me last podcast. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you very much for putting your son back on the main screen of your phone, by the way. Oh, I, I do appreciate welcome. that. Yeah, yeah, I did have to take that off because <laughs> it was actually scaring my children a little bit. I showed my older son that picture, and he's like, that's funny, but George's face is really big. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll put your uh, picture back I got back a fat head. What do you want me to tell you? I got a fat head. It's kind of the angle, too. <laughs> True. But yes, okay, alternative Alternative history. universe right now. Masons we're gonna, we're took gonna, over after World Masons War II. Masons took over after World War II. We decided, you know, now's the time. We can take it all over. It could be ours. New World Order run by Freemasons. Let's talk about the first thing. And I would say that, let's say that all the governments smashed down and dismantled, and the Masons were going to run it the way they wanted it to be run. First thing that would happen is you'd have a united Grand Lodge of the world. You think so? Because our tenants say that, again... Do you have a united all... Grand Lodge of England? Yeah, but of the world? England, basically, they have thousands of jurisdictions that go underneath their name. Okay. I'm just saying, it's potential, right? You're going to run governments. Freemasons are going to run governments, but right? But that's, like, that's the exact counter-argument that we make to when the conspiracy theories uh, theorists nowadays say that we rule the world. It's like there is no one overarching Grand Lodge or entity that controls But understand, if Freemasons, maybe it's my opinion, but if Freemasons were going to be part of an NWO and take over the world, you would then have to... we would to, probably have to centralize. We'd have to centralize control, something yeah. to control... So now, basically, you would have to set up your world government so that all the land in the entire world mm -hmm. had a model of the same. Look at the states. So you, mm -hmm. in our country, mm -hmm. you have each state has a Senate and a House of Representatives. And then you have yeah. a, a governor who's basically your executive branch. Yeah. And every state is set up like that. And then you get to the the government of the United States as a whole, and it's set up all the exact same way. So mm -hmm. if Freemasons were to take over, you would, in a sense, have to have a Grand Lodge, and every government would have to have a to lodge subordinate to that. Okay. I'm willing to, I'm willing to concede that we're, point. Yeah. We're spitballing here. You know? yeah, Again, no, this is all hypothesis. Yeah. This is all. We so can run under that assumption. You couldn't have a government like the Russian government 
and then an American government because they the two wouldn't coincide. Yeah. Because you have the Russians who have their government set up one way, and you have the United States who's got it set up a way. Mexico's got it set up a different way. Canada's got it set up yeah. a way. You'd have all these different types of governments. We'd have to rip it all. You'd down. have to rip it all down from ground floor and start it from back. So let's say you had a Big united. Job. Grand Lodge of the world, and then you had the United Grand Lodge of England, United Grand Lodge of the United States, and all these things are subordinate to the World Grand Lodge, correct? Yep. That means you would have to have a one guy at the top. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, we've already kind of talked about it in the first half of this. There really aren't checks and balances. There's in no Sonic checks yeah. and balances of, uh, good evening, brothers. Uh, good evening, brother. Jordan Jensen popped on. Oh, you so we're, we're, we're spitballing here on a man in the high castle type. Yeah, we're, we're, tearing down, we're tearing down. We're tearing down. We're tearing down conspiracy theorists. Uh, <clears throat> what their hypothesis uh, or that we're a new world order. Yes. So we're kind of theoretically throwing things around yep. to uh, for our new <clears throat> listeners who just joined. Uh, what we're doing here is we're talking about an alternative history where yes. after World War Two. When the uh, the leaders of the free world at that point, who were all Freemasons, decided to get together and create a world government based mm-hmm. on Freemasonry, right. we're hypothesizing on what that might look like. Right. So, um, so now you'd have one guy at the top, right? Yep. He would be the most worshipful Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Pretty cool title. It is a pretty cool title. It is a pretty dope title, right? Yeah. But the only problem is, just like in your state jurisdictions, the Grand Master doesn't have to answer to nobody. Yep. He is the authoritative. He does what he wants. Yep. There's no vote in Grand Lodge. There's, you know, once, unless you get to your semi-annuals or your annual communications. Yep which would be a big meeting between all the world Grand Lodges, all the different territorial Grand Lodges, I guess you can call them, because mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a United States anymore. It would be like uh, the Grand Lodge of North America, the Grand yep. Lodge of South America. Yep. <clears throat> like how Spencer Miller said that he's being installed in the East next month, and he's pushing for all of these things. I just read that. You're probably not going to get very far, brother, but God bless. Good luck. So <laughs> that's awesome. But – uh so, but realistically, during that Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of the World's term, mm-hmm. there's nobody that's going to stop him from yep. doing anything he wants to do because there's no power of veto or, mm-hmm. or or override or impeachment, if you will, in modern terms. I yeah. guess there's well, nothing to stop him to do because I don't think a Grand there's uh, no veto power. There's nobody no veto has power. the ability. Nobody to, has the ability to, to, to oversee him. Does, so right. basically, he can do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. That is until a the end of his term. Very dangerous concept. Yeah. Now, some grand jurisdictions do two-year terms. Now, if you want to take it all the way to the Scottish Rite, they have what eight-year terms? Oh, I have no idea. As the Scottish sovereign right. grand commander, I think it's. I think Southern is eight. I could be wrong though. The Southern. That's a long grand, time. It's a long time. That's a big job to do have you for eight years, man. I mean, you you've been in lodges. I'm I'm sure. How much damage could a master do in one year <laughs> to a lodge? How much damage could a master do to a lodge in one year? You can tank Probably your freaking lodge. I mean, from a from a hypothetical standpoint, you could do right. a lot of damage. You can do it, but of course, we're masons, so right. ostensibly that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I mean, but... I've never 
heard of it happening. I, I, I'm, but yeah, I, you have the prerogatives necessary to completely destroy things in one mm-hmm. year term if you really wanted to. If right. you were of that mind. Not even of that mind, but some people... Got to that point. I'm not even thinking of it from a, from a malicious point of view. I'm thinking of it. Some people are better leaders than others. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you, I would say, is a good, you're a good leader. You're very oriented. You got your, your shit together. I'm, I'm very headstrong, got my shit together. But you get somebody in there who kind of limps into it a little bit and really unsure of himself. And you know, Usually, I think the, the, the brethren, who, again, I, I, I'm guessing the, the right. voting process in this hypothetical scenario here would be everybody would have to vote and it would be a two-thirds majority. Or is it a progressive line? Or a progressive line, like a dynastic system or something like that. Even if that were the case, like somebody would look at it and be like, you know, you'd, you'd still have the, the ability to override it as a voting member. Or but again, we're talking about citizen. if Masons were the NWO and controlled oh. the world. Oh, then yeah, it wouldn't so much matter. It what you wouldn't so much matter a, what you thought because yeah. it's a progressive line. Wow. So realistically, even if the next guy who was in line yeah. was a shitty leader. He's the progressive there, line, right? There'd be no recourse for, or no. I mean, in a Masonic or maybe lodge, the guy recourse. And understand now, you have the Masons running the world, and how many Masons are around the world? Roughly six million, roughly, give or take. Nowadays, yeah, I think that's it's like six million. Accurate. It was up to eight at one point, but we're probably about six million now. Do you really think that of those six million, there's not one, two, twenty, a thousand guys who joined for the wrong reasons? Yeah. Who really shouldn't be leaders. Who really shouldn't yeah. be leaders. Probably. Uh, or who just are socially <clears throat> inept. Yeah. Do you get yeah. what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I hear what So now if he ends up in a position of high power and he turns world. into this King Syndrome or Napoleon Syndrome, whatever you want to call it, King Henry Syndrome or whatever, mm-hmm. and decides to, again, you could do a lot of damage in one year, mm-hmm. but how long is this term? What if it's eight? Well, if you're in charge of the entire world, you could destroy the entire world inside of either. And this is why if you really wanted to. This is why with those powers. Yeah. And this is a perfect conversation because this right here is destroying any idea of a new world order that Freemasons would have any part to do with. Oh, but George, the conspiracy theorists are saying you guys are doing it all under the covers. You're doing it in such a secret fashion that nobody knows. <sighs> okay. Even if it's under the covers, do you know the amount of logistical shit that it involves to not only run your underground campaign of control, but also have the same overhead of trying to keep it quote unquote secret? Yeah, fair point. And I'm sorry, the kid in his basement who's Google Earth and Google Maps thing, the the Denver airport, is probably (laughs) not going to be privy to the fact that there's a new world order, nor is going to know about it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Jordan Jensen, in this new world order, would the annual shift of power still proceed or would it be a check and balance to all the powerful position? What systems of order and control would be used in the Masonic manner to maintain the order of the temple, so to speak? Well, in our little, uh, our little fake universe that we created here, right. everything is set up the way a Masonic lodge right. is. So we're, right. we're kind of noodling around with the concept of having one world government based right. on a Masonic Lodge. And the reason why why I chose that as a Masonic Lodge, yeah, it's easier yeah. for us to understand. And again, 
even if there was some sort of an NWO, New World Order, if there really was something, do I believe that there's people in power that secretly control certain aspects of government and or black, you know, hand, you know, money deals and yeah, bribery? I mean, sure. Absolutely. There's nothing. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that there's corruption at some sort of level in some sort of government, maybe even including our own. I'm not debating that. I'm talking about if the Masons were actually part of it. Yep. That's the point that I'm trying to get at. Number one, if you there was any type of NWO, you wouldn't be able to control it from the shadows. It yeah. wouldn't happen. No. It would be way too difficult of a logistical nightmare of knowing who you have in your pocket, who's going to turn on you, yeah. who's going to expose you, who's not going to expose you. And Epstein didn't kill himself, but you understand what I'm getting. <laughs> it's 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 um it would be a very very difficult for the Masonic. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like you said earlier, when we had the opportunity to do that, we didn't. Right. right. We had the opportunity after World War II. See, things were a lot easier. It was a hell of a lot easier than it is then. to now. There yeah. was no internet. There was yeah. no telephones. Yep. There was no, you know, there was minimal communication. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't have as many, I mean, flight, forget it. Psst, there was no, the airplanes. Psst. Yeah. The, you couldn't go from, you, you had to stop three times just to get from New York to Los Angeles, potentially, right? In airplanes back then, yeah. like so, so news didn't get the old, around the is, old DC tens, DC right? Like, yeah. News and it didn't. People didn't get around, and information didn't travel as fast as it does today. Yeah. So understand, today it would be extremely difficult for that to happen. Yeah. Nor would it ever happen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's so statistically improbable <sighs> that it would ever be possible to pull something like that off. That. If you're if you've ever heard of the term Occam's razor, mm, I don't you think would so. know that there's a much more likely explanation out there, which is probably the correct one, which is exactly as it's being presented to you. Right. Each country has its own government. Right. Now <laughs> again own sovereign entity. And that means yeah, that you would have to go. learn you would have to learn the if you were to do it in a shadow type way where you're gonna NWO in a shadow type, you'd have to learn each government of the yeah. world. And you'd have to have a lot of money and, you'd have and a to lot have of a power lot, and a lot of influence. Right. And like Rocco just said, we can't decide on chicken or beef. Luck with an <laughs> MWO. Good point. I'm sorry. My $125 dues a year don't cover any type yeah, of exactly. black ops Clan, shit. <laughs> assassinations and shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I wish 100 bucks a year would get me that. <laughs> but... So Did basically, what I, we were saying, though, is, no. you know, if, if it was to be set up such as the Masons were doing this, you'd have to tear down every single world government and establish a whole new group. Yeah, or I guess the, the, the counterpoint to that would be or do it in a very surreptitious, clandestine fashion. But we already kind of threw that out as a possibility. Right. Like, that's just logistically impossible. So if you were going to do it on the above board type way, you would have to throw out everything that's already there. Spencer Miller, never attribute to malice that which can easily be explained by stupidity. You're smarter than I. What does he Where mean? Break that? that down in jar terms. That one? <clears throat> so basically, don't don't. Uh... You're too smart for me, Spencer. I'm dumb as shit. Uh, you got you got to jarhead this shit down for me. I'm trying to jarhead it down. It's a really difficult. <laughs> I eat one crayons. To... Okay, so so basically, don't. 
don't say that it's uh, don't attribute to malice that which is. So he's saying don't attribute to malice that which is. I can't see it on my screen, so I'm trying to never attribute to malice that which can easily be explained by stupidity. Right. So don't give uh, stupid people too much credit. Right. Don't don't accept that it must be somebody um, with malign intentions trying to accomplish something when it's just some stupid person messing something up. Don't give them too much credit. I will just say, um, again, I've been in Mason for, what am I going on, 11 or 12 years, something like that. And I've seen grandmasters come and go. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them good, some of them not so good. And the ones that weren't so good, could they, how do I put this very Masonically? I mean, I think you've already not put it very Masonically. I'm just making a point of, I guess, what happened here in Connecticut in a particular year flipped the entire state of Masons upside down. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where there was a lot of infighting, all because of one man, one guy. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I think about, if you're going to contribute this to a new world order, okay, we have this grand master of the grand lodge of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say that he did something similar and turned all of the masons below him against him because of something he was doing okay i'm thinking of this if there's a grand new world order a grand lodge of the world there's a lot of things that fall underneath that police forces governments uh military um uh any type of infrastructure let's say it gets further in the in the future internet uh, transportation like Mm -hmm. economy if you had the government basically excuse me if you had the government basically implode on itself like in the state of connecticut when we had a a craft that was extremely divided about certain things it's not so much the craft that would hurt in this particular you know universal or universe alternate universe thing it would be everything else that they controlled such Mm -hmm. as the you know, military and everything. And it would cause literally world chaos. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sorry, but this whole Masonic NWO Freemasons are taking over the world would be a extremely bad idea. Yeah. And that's coming from a Freemason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gonna have to go ahead and agree with them on this one. <laughs> it would be a bad, bad move. Uh one thing that's very good about the US government and uh the, the founding fathers had it right. They set up a perfect checks and balance system where one power didn't have too much control over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I wish that Washington would have been able to follow through with is when he put his legislation bill to abolish political parties and they got gunned down. But that he mm-hmm. said was one of his biggest blunders is the abolishment of political parties. I don't know what would be... I'd have to go back and look and see what was suggested in its place. Nothing. No, just... He wanted everyone to be run independently. And their own merits and everyone mm-hmm. runs independently. That'd be interesting. And it got shot down because uh, Jefferson and Madison were already freaking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you think that the continuance so far, uh, let's see here, I'm sorry, Jordan Jensen, do you think that the continuance so far of the United States compared to other countries which have found their origins in revolution from tyranny is connected to the influence of those Masonic masters in our history and those principles to which our country's constitution and those Masonic ideas? Hmm. He's a smart one too. That's a lot of words, That's Jordan. A lot of words, but you know what? It's Let's very see if intelligent. We can break this down. He's very intelligent. Again, you got to jarhead the shit down for me. I'm a marine. I know how to lick windows and eat crayons mm-hmm. and shoot things. That's all I'm about good for. <laughs> so I think he's he's uh, calling back to the fact that there were a few major revolutions that resulted in certain countries' governments that mm-hmm. may or may not have masons involved. Oh, sure. I mean, the American sure. Revolution, like, yeah, there were a lot of Masons involved. But you know what? French there Revolution. Were a lot of Masons French Revolution. Around. Garibaldi was doing the his French thing. French Revolution. <laughs> I mean, the Masons didn't conspire to, to cause the French Revolution. I don't no. buy into that whole theory. Mm-mm. But were they around and did they maybe have a hand in the result of government after those things went down? Yeah, absolutely. They I did. think even before, in my personal opinion, because you had Freemasons, free thinkers, separation of church and state. Yep. Monarchy, monarchies throughout history were ordained by what divine providence. Like there you go, Catholic the, Church, yeah. divine providence. Yeah. It's their it's their divine right to yeah. rule. God picked them. God yeah. picked them. Yeah. And you know, Freemasonry, they were independent thinkers. They didn't believe in that shit. Mm-hmm. The, you know, everybody's got their own mind. Everybody's intelligent. You know, not everybody's intelligent. But you know what I mean? Like there are people outside of the monarchy that can rule and govern much better yeah. than kings. I mean, King George, he sucked. So did mm, King Henry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean even separa- separation of church and King state Louis, I mean, in general, I believe, was a Masonic idea, even yeah. though, I mean, yeah, as a Mason, you can't be an atheist. You have to right. believe in a supreme being. We uh-huh. don't say who that is. Right, right, like, right. You can be any religion. That's fine. So separating religion from any of your discussions right. on governance is something that masons believe in as well we don't talk about religion (laughs) well even that i mean you have to understand like the climate of uh not so much here in america but let's go to the french revolution okay Mm -hmm. you had king louis and marie antoinette right and they're in their uh versailles is that where their castle was versailles and it was gorgeous and elegant and she's got jewels and her hair all done and the the white powder on her face and then you go to paris and it was a freaking slum where people were starving and it was it was you and oh but i'm the king and i'm the queen because it's our god-given right at some point the people are going to say yeah f this like and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Freemasonry. No. They're just looking at him and they're like, it's time for you to go. So, I mean, if you want to take it, some of that wealth. Let's, let's reel it all around to the NWO and Freemasonry. What do you think would happen if there was a one world government of Freemasons and a grand lodge of the world hmm. where we control everything? What do you think the partisans are going to do to us? I think we get overthrown. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we would. And I don't want to be on the business end of that cannon. <laughs> That's a whole lot of pitchforks and flaming yeah. torches that I don't want to have to deal with. I am perfectly happy up here sitting in shit. my podcast chair. Yeah. This is much nicer. <laughs> Nobody's trying to kill us. But hey, I think we've uh I think we've spitballed that pretty well. What do you think? 
Yeah, and if you guys much, yeah. if you guys have something else you want to add, I mean, by all means, uh, throw us some comments and stuff, and yeah. let's let's talk about some hypothetical scenarios here because yeah. honestly, this is freaking this fun. fun, right? Yeah, I told it's you it's gonna be fun. And, yeah. it, uh, and it helps to plead our case. That it does clearly plead our case. I'll tell you what. Of everything right now. As a Freemason, I would never want this to happen. Yeah. I would never, ever want that. If, if I had, like, okay, if we went back to the 1990s where that show Sliders was, and I had that, remember Sliders? Come on now. Yeah, I remember Sliders. Sliders. That was actually a cool show, yeah. remember? Yeah. When you had the clicker? Yeah. You just get sucked in a wormhole? Yeah. Like, I would never want to go to that alternate universe. Where Freemasons run the world. Where Freemasons run the world. Yeah. I even wouldn't a, want to be even there. as a Mason, I'd be like, uh-uh. this is not going to be a fun place. No, for me no, no, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, you also have to, uh, <coughs> oh, Spencer Miller, a lot of assassinations. Yeah, you're damn right. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> take the world at this particular time. If, let's say, Freemasonry took over and controlled the world and everything. In World War II, we just got finished with Hitler mm-hmm. and Stalin and the purges and with Stalin. The, Stalin, excuse me. Yeah. And um, and uh, uh, did you say the Persians? The purges, the purges. Oh, okay. Remember, oh, the he purges. did all the Stalin's purges. I you said the Persians. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, we're like jumping all over history. Uh, right now. No, no, no. Read, okay. uh, read yes. about S- Stalin's. Yeah, purges. no, no. I know they Stalin was a. Yeah, he was a brutal son of a bitch. Uh, Mussolini. Yep. Then you had what was going over in Japan and what they were doing, yep. and they were killing people indiscriminately. Yep. Do you really think that the world would be ready for a for a new world order run by Freemasons? It no. would just be another tyrannical. And realistically, Freemasonry is a set up like a authoritarianism or a tyranny the yeah. master has the power yeah in his lodge and it works for our society mm-hmm. <clears throat> i will say that i mm-hmm. do not this think does. it would work as a no. governing body Mm-mm. for you know the general understand though we only population. govern ourselves though yeah we're not governing outside people it's no. not like morningstar lodge here in seymour runs the town of seymour where yep. we have just everyday people walking the streets and we have yep. to kind of govern them yeah we just govern ourselves yeah and, and sometimes I like that's, it that way. Sometimes that's hard enough. Yeah. Honestly. Yes, it is. Uh, but we also, you know, we all agree to a certain, mm-hmm. we all went through a shared experience, the initiatic experience. Mm-hmm. We all ascribe to, you know, we, we all believe in and uphold the same values. Right. It makes that kind of authoritarian, like, pyramid mm-hmm. hierarchy works fine for us. Right. Because we all believe in the same things. Right. We're basically, we, you, me, Joe, every, every Mason has the same goal. Yep. This is what we're after. So this isn't like um <laughs> Jordan Jensen, those Persians. <laughs> I said purges. <laughs> Goddamn Visigoths screwing everything up for everyone. <laughs> but if you took that same construct and you dropped it on the town of Seymour, yeah, they wouldn't have just it. Just on the town of Seymour. Yeah, they wouldn't have it. It would be a complete shit Right. Show. Because you're trying to shove something down somebody else's throat that might not necessarily want it. Mm-hmm. You know uh, it, it it would be a real, uh, and now you put that on a worldwide scale. Forget it. Yeah, it Jordan Jensen, do you think the longevity of Freemasonry is directly connected to the amount of discretion in the craft or in the public attraction of it? Me personally, and Ken can answer sep- separately. I think the longevity of Freemasonry is connected to how we're out in public. I think 
we had a real bad run when we were discriminate and hidden. Mm-hmm. You had the Morgan affair that went down, which we've already proven it was Lucinda's fault. You can go back in the f- sweet, <laughs> sweet Lucinda Pendleton. <laughs> But we had a bad run, and then you got, you know, where the Nazis exposed all of the memento mori and the chambers of reflections, and the Nazis said, oh, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad. And then went and got SS rings with the death's head skull and everything. Right, and then, you know, you've had uh, Mussolini was another one, you know, and then you got, you know, again, we're still getting up to modern day. I mean, now you've got YouTube shows that show how bad we are and all the bad shit that we do, and we really don't. So we have a lot of negative and it's like i guess it's the situation of where and this is why part of the reason why we started the whole podcast is that you know what for years prior to even starting this podcast and me as a mason you know i go to on youtube because i want to learn i'm here to learn i want to learn about the craft Mm -hmm. i don't know everything there is to know i never claim there is i know everything there's no but i want to go on youtube and i want to type in freemasonry let's watch this show and it's they're devils and they yeah hold on yeah you The Freemasons, they love Satan. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm like, oh, what we the really fuck? don't I, use the effects. I don't, no, we don't use the effects enough, but it's like, <laughs> I just want to see something on Freemasoning. I don't want to see the bullshit that's out there. And I mean, for yeah, but years, when that stuff comes up on search results as being more relevant than the, the actual time. genuine article, that freaking sucks. all the time it's like i want to learn what this symbol means i want to learn what that symbol means yep. and then i get illuminati illuminati yeah. oh, come on jesus yeah. so you know what though not you people again God for years it. prior to me doing this podcast i'm sitting there and i'm watching freemasonry just getting punched in the mouth yeah constantly and finally i decided That's i'm like point. you know what Fuck it. i'm going I'm, I'm taking my shots back and i'm going to show what we're really like we're average dudes who drink shitty whiskey and <laughs> and hang out Yep. So, uh, in my personal opinion, I think Freemasonry needs to be keep discretion within the lodge. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Show that we're real people. Yep. That I have kids and you have kids and yep. we have families and I work for a living and my job sucks. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're normal, we're just human, normal beings. human beings. Yep. And I think that's what's important. I think that I don't is even where remember what his question was. His question was, do you that. think that the longevity of Freemasonry is directly connected to the amount of discretion in the craft uh, or the right. public attraction to it? No, I mean I think I think the longevity of the fraternity really just centers on the fact that, you know, we that that the founding fathers of Freemasonry got it right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, they created a society that was based uh, at, at the time on uh, the stonemasons' guilds, mm-hmm. and a lot of that had to do with you know their shared experiences and their moral ideals and their need for secrecy at the time because the the entire economics behind how they did their jobs was contingent on them keeping certain secrets right. from the general public. Did you want more? Yeah, maybe a little bit of this. I don't know. Um, so I think I, I think it just so happens that there was a perfect storm there, and mm-hmm. Freemasonry, having sprung out of that, got it right. right. You know, the founding fathers, the men who created speculative masonry based on those ideals, did it in such a way that it has that staying power. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with the the secrecy behind certain aspects of our craft. Right. 
I also intrigue certain people, but that's not the only reason why people join Freemasonry, right? Right. So. I also firmly believe, and uh, maybe this will add back to your uh, question as well, uh, Brother Jordan. When Freemasonry first got started, when the brothers sat down at that pub in England and discussed about, was it England, right? Yeah. Would I go cheap on you? Green Dragon? Green Dragon? No, no, Goose and, Gret- Goose and, Goose and, Gridiron. Goose and Gridiron. I'm sorry. But they sat down and they talked about Freemasonry, and it kind of popped up in Europe as well. And, you know, there was the you know the the real Illuminati, you know, the Illuminatus Perfectus, yeah. the real one, Adam Weishaupt. They sat down yeah. and they were talking, listen, we want to be separated from church and state. And, you know, they're free thinkers. They wanted to be, they didn't want to just the, the dogmatic shit that the church was trying to mm-hmm. just stuff down their throat, that the world was flat and this, that, and the other thing. Like, they, they wanted to be free thinkers. Yep. They wanted the ability to to move and discuss and talk about esoteric and quote unquote, you know, heretical Yeah. Things that we things know, that the, the church powers that be said no, said no can't talk which about. Which was the church. All. Yeah. I think personally, in my opinion, what we're doing right here on this podcast, mm-hmm. you, me, Joe, Rocco, whoever comes up here and plays with us, they would be very proud to see what we're doing. Because I bet you back in their day, if they had this technology to do what we're doing, it's exactly what they would have been doing. Yep. So I feel yep. like and we're I just... Think it's the right way to go about things, and I think mm-hmm. in that way they got it right, and that's why Freemasonry still... That's why it has right. a staying power. And, and honestly, everything ebbs and flows. We yep. Freemasonry had its ups, and it's had its crashes. Mm-hmm. And then after World War II, it had its ups. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see a slow... Yeah, there's a decline now, but it's not a decline for the same reason. No, right? there aren't there aren't people hunting us down and killing us because we're Freemasons. Right. Well, even after World War II, there wasn't it, it, the baby boomers come back. They just wanted a sense of fraternity. No, I'm saying us. prior to that, there was oh, prior to that, yeah, right, because right. they were actually being thrown into camps and right. stuff, and then it right, bounced right. back after. And after World War II, you know, they had the the, the there was a huge flux yeah. of Freemasons. Even yeah. World War One, there was a huge flux of people who wanted to be Freemasons. Why? Mm-hmm. And I think personally, that's why we started the Move campaign. Because they are attractive ideals. They are attractive, attractive ideals and that Even feeling of brotherhood. Yep. They just got finished fighting a war yep. where they were with their brothers and they were all tight and everything. And now they came back home and then it's just back to reality or back to basic civilian life. So they needed that brotherhood and that companionship. Mm-hmm. So they sought out Freemasonry. And I mean, back to a bunch of self-absorbed people who are all in it for themselves versus what they saw when they were in the military, which is we all have a common purpose and we're all aiming for the same target. Right. And after World War Two kind of died out and, you know, you started to see a decline again. But now, in my personal opinion, we're still on a quote unquote decline in Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. But I personally feel that now that Freemasonry is more in the limelight. We're doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's multiple podcasts where, you know, we're getting out of, because for a while there, Freemasonry, in my opinion, was in a dark age. Yeah. Right? Now yeah. we're starting to come out of this yeah. dark age, yeah. and we're starting to get with modern times doing podcasts, and two idiots up here drinking proper 12, yeah. and... You know, we're not giving a whole lot away, but we're bringing enough light to what Freemasonry is, we hope, mm-hmm. to attract men like us who have the same kind of ideals to the craft. And you know what? I mean, I hate to keep going back to this, but I think it's relevant. The uh, the, the marketing campaign that the Scottish Rite Northern mm-hmm. Masonic Jurisdiction came out with, I mm-hmm. think a year, year and a half ago, yep. the not just a man, a mason thing, they did a bunch of market research and they found that, wouldn't you know it, men that are in our target demographic mm-hmm. do 
believe in the same things or want to experience the same things that Freemasonry provides. It's just all that's missing is getting that message out to them. Wow. A, in a, you know, that takes money and time and effort, obviously. And B, Uh obviously, we have to do it in such a way that we're not giving away the secrets of the fraternity or recruiting or doing any of those things that are verboten. But we do have those people do exist out there that are not currently Masons that would make good ones. I wanted to say, uh, Brother Jordan Jensen, I appreciate the comments because let me tell you, you got some intelligent shit coming in here. <laughs> Far too intelligent for me. This is but way I'm more trying... intelligent than our normal shows. Yeah, are, and I like it though. You know what? Though raising we, the bar, I we definitely that. do a lot of freaking horsing around up here though. Yeah, so you know what? Yeah. This this whole mind altering, uh, not mind altering, but makes it making us well, think thought here. Thought experiments, thought man, experiments. In general, it's yeah, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Like it cooks we'll have to do more. I'll come up with some more shit. My brain's a little shot right now. But he says, uh, Jordan Jensen. All that. So coming to the adjustment of continuance. Masons in our ancient past stood at the peak of technology and it's used to succeed in the building of such great edifices. Mm-hmm. How do you think common systems of technology like this group of astounding gentlemen, <laughs> these, <laughs> us, uh, we're neither astounding nor gentlemen, but if you're talking about <laughs> us, okay. like this group of astounding gentlemen could be used in lodge. I don't mean for lodges to be on Facebook, but I mean using and implementing the plethora of tools, communications, and exchange. I think it's a, in in my personal opinion, I think it needs to be a little bit of both, personally. Um, I think I am not a fan of, I was brought up a while ago about people who Skype in to lodge. Mm -hmm. Or f- oh, to lodge. Oh, yeah, I remember. Or we, we, or we, yeah. FaceTime and everything. I am not. We messed around with that idea. Oh, I think it was. Um, I am oh, adamantly was opposed to that. Was it was it most worshipful brother Mel that was like at some point in my lifetime people will be coming into lodge? Yes, but I think we've talked about it before where they were talking yeah. about skyping in or facetiming yeah. in or oh can I vote? No, you no, cannot be part of it because yeah. you're not. You, we don't know where you are and if you're tiled. Yep. You could have 50 million people behind you yeah. watching your conversation. So, no, I am not an advocate for any type of electronics in Lodge. And personally, I've already said it before. When I come to Lodge, I come to escape the outside world. So mm-hmm. I don't want my damn phone turned on. Yeah, I don't want I'm any of that shit turned on. on yeah. I want to be there with my brothers mm-hmm. in person. However, with the exception of that, I absolutely think that in order to promote our craft and show what we're really all about, mm-hmm. not talking about our ritual, not talking about what we do behind closed doors, talking about just... What we do, mm-hmm. who we are, I think that absolutely needs to be out in the forefront. Yeah, yep. Because that's where that's where modern folks are. That's where they're going to become informed on these things. If we're not out on the web, and we're not on social media, mm-hmm. and we're not creating videos and stuff on YouTube, then we're not creating podcasts. Right. We're not fixing the problem. <laughs> Spencer Miller writes: uh, This is the first year since I think they said in. 1957 that Michigan finished the year with more Masons than we started with. Awesome. Uh, clearly, the Grand Lodge of Michigan is doing something right. Yeah, so they netted members. That's, yeah. They netted members. That's awesome. It doesn't that's, happen that's a good too thing. often. It doesn't, but uh, I, I would. one lodge. In, well, I don't know if I can really talk to that. I don't know if I should. 
Uh, I'll say we had a very small number of lodges in the state of Connecticut yeah. that actually netted members. Now, uh, to that other point, though, just to, to piggyback what you're just saying there, we also had a lodges who did their, you know, who who got their records up the snuff, us being one of them, mm-hmm. where we carried members for freaking five, six, seven years, and then yeah. pff, I tossed them. And that does affect that number. That and absolutely. Obviously, you're not going to net members if you're getting right. rid of you know correct so even if you had five masons come in the door of six you throw out you're showing a negative one yeah so i don't want to say that that's indicative of what's you know of anything in particular it's just uh interesting anecdote that jordan jensen i'm telling you i could do this all night with this guy here this is awesome brother uh then in throwback i can't see his posts anymore because my battery died that's all right then in Then in throwback, what do you think the public transition to acceptance of Freemasonry versus the obsession with myth look like in our society? Ooh, good one. Then in throwback, what do you think the public transition to acceptance of Freemasonry? I think people, and you could even, we'll even bring this back to politics, and we'll even bring this back, even in Freemasonry. There is a lot of bullshit out on the internet. And I say bullshit, I mean ankle deep smelling bad bullshit and i think people are finally starting to realize that there is and i hate to use this quote but it's true there's fake news out there Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fake shit out there and i think people are at a point now and i have to actually give uh politics credit for this because people are actually starting to do homework for themselves because they're realizing themselves that there's a lot of fake narrative out there about things. That information doesn't information, just like come through the pipe, slap you in the face, and is as it One seems. of the best commercials I've seen, I swear to God, was the one with the, with the chick who was going out with the, the guy. And she says, oh, he's French. Bonjour. <laughs> I don't see Oh, it was a commercial. I, I can't remember what it anymore. was. I haven't had cable for like five years. It was a commercial a long time ago. It was about uh, something. She, she found a date on the internet. Oh. And it was oh. a real scrubby guy. And he's like, you believe everything you read on the internet? And she's like, yeah, he's French. And he shows up. And it's just your average Joe, bon facial Joe. hair, hair all messed up. And he's like, he's French. And he goes, bonjour. Like, so obviously it was nice. BS. Right. So I think that people are starting to understand that there are there's there's a fake narrative about certain things out there, mm-hmm. via it be politics, via it be people, Freemasonry. There's a lot of fake stuff out there, mm-hmm. and we as a podcast have tried to even expose some of that fake stuff. Mm-hmm. Illuminati, Illuminati, Illuminati. Yeah, I gotta start playing this more often. Illuminati, 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 Illuminati. <laughs> That's freaking great. <laughs> but uh, uh, that makes me chuckle. <laughs> but that's that's my personal opinion. I think uh, Freemasonry won't need to do anything to be accepted. I think once we keep showing our horse shit and <laughs> yeah, I mean showing that we're real people. Um, <laughs> I think you're you're right in that. I think people are becoming more informed consumers of what they read through mm-hmm. technology. I mean, it's you right. kind of have to be because it's either that or people just shut down altogether. Right. Or they believe everything they read going forward in perpetuity, which, God, I hope that doesn't happen because this is going to be one hell of a frigging society by the time <laughs> I reach retirement age. So I hope that doesn't happen. I, I, I choose to think that people are going to become, become more 
informed informational consumers over mm-hmm. time and that that will benefit Freemasonry. I think, you know, it's already been proven that, you know, the Russians are putting out fake news and fake narratives for people. Well, fake, social media. Everybody's putting out fake social, news. Right? Social media is the devil. Like, yeah. really it's too easy. Every, I mean, we're, in a, we're in a climate now where anybody can contribute to content. Right, content is user generated. It's not just like three central news agencies that are producing the shit. Anybody can do it. So Jordan Jensen says, uh, "I got to take off, but thank you so much for answering my questions, and as well as to everybody who contributed here. I'll be listening. Cheers, brother. And hey, Jordan, right on, Cheers to you. Thank yeah. you. We uh, we appreciate the uh, the intelligent conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure. We're gonna shut this down too because uh, I'm tired." <laughs> It is a little late. We've been going for like two hours. So <laughs> yeah, we have. This is a good one though. But you know what though? We got some content. I'll keep. I'll, you know, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna dribble it out. I'm gonna dribble you it should. out nice and slow. You should. I'll set a little on Tuesday. Maybe a little on Thursday. I'll have just a little vacation. Trips and drabs. You know what I'll do? How much of a penis would I be though if I was like, like recorded it and then like time. in the middle of the, co- <laughs> <laughs> then play the outro music. <laughs> the god damn him. <laughs> That's messed up. You can't do that to people. Man. I won't. I won't. But it would be funny as hell, though, to do that, though. It's even worse than the producers of fake news. Uh, the more community things we do, the, the more acceptance we'll get and the less people will fall for the conspiracy BS. Yeah. I think it's a uh, last point, and then we're going to shut this down. But I think personally... Uh, I love wearing my square encompasses and wearing my hoodies and wearing mm-hmm. my pins and wearing my shirts and all that stuff because you know what? When people see that on my shirt, but they also see me laughing and joking and having a good time and mm-hmm. talking to everybody and being friendly, they realize, well, you know what? Maybe they ain't exactly what the internet yeah. says. And it all comes down to are you comfortable being an ambassador of the craft? Mm-hmm. And if you are... A, you have to be proud of what you are, and B, if you're if you're comfortable representing the interests of the craft in public, then wear your square and compasses and show people that we're normal people. Spencer Miller says that'd be a real Dave move, Dave. Who's Dave? Dave's not here, man. Uh, yeah. It's like basically I'd be a real dick move. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I really should watch more movies. Yeah, you should, especially Euro Trip. God damn it. I yeah, know you still I haven't know. watched that. I haven't. So. All right, everyone. We're going to shut this down. We've been going for a very long time. So I'm going to uh, chop this up and do a couple episodes. Cool. I want to thank you for hanging with me for the entire time. My pleasure, my brother. Diving down into this, uh, this mysterious altered universe. Yeah. I like diving into mysterious altered universes, man. It's kind of like what I do. I read a lot of sci-fi where that's I think like the underlying theme. It's a hiring commercial service. Uh, it's a hiring <laughs> service commercial. Oh, that uh, bonjour thing? No, no, no. That's what he's saying. That's that's be a real Dave move, Dave. Oh. Oh. Uh, not not oh, from our area, then. Like we wouldn't from like an it. Indeed ad or something I, like that? Or? I guess so. It must not be from our area or something like that. Um. <laughs> but now send I us have a to, link and then now I have to make a meme about. so before we leave we have to do our faces like this like like mis- like shocked faces because I'm going to take like one of those like wormhole swirls and I'm going to make a meme on oh it. okay cool yeah I totally want to <laughs> fall into an alternate reality that's a pretty cool toss around where, though where but, George Mudry is the grandmaster of oh the world god I would not want to be you know honest to god who the fuck would want to be 
that guy. Not me, man. Always looking over your shoulder, especially if it was a world government where people think that you're like last little bit of this whole NWO thing. Who the who the hell would want to be the grandmaster of the Grand Lodge of the world? The target on your back would be as big as that American flag over there. Like, no, I'm good. Like, I wouldn't want to be responsible for everyone in the world. Yeah. I don't even want to be responsible for everybody in my household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few people, I think, in general that want to be responsible that have you know, to have that level of power, and most of them have been deposed because they were f- crazy. <laughs> you know, and I, I honestly think that there so, is a there. Benjamin uh, Benjamin Franklin said it absolutely. I've said it before. He said it. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. And if you ever. If there ever was a stature in life that you were the grand master of the grand lodge of the world, yeah, you'd have to be a pretty. You pure would have individual. to be a. You'd have to be a saint. You'd yeah. have to be a an absolute pure individual. I mean, look at all the popes in the Catholic Church. Technically, if there was ever any type of world government, there you freaking go. Mm, the popes on, of the Middle Ages close, basically yeah. ran the show. And if you went against the Pope, he would excommunicate your country and your excommunic and your excommunicated countrymen would throw you out. Yeah. Like good point. I mean that's fairly analogous. Uh, that's your closest one world government that's Christian ever gonna world, be yeah. is the freaking Catholic Church of the Middle Ages. Yeah. So perfect example. All right. I'm time time for bed. Yep. We've got nothing left here. Thank you again. For uh, for sticking around for so long, this was a fantastic. Uh, we need to do this more often. We'll do Absolutely. some alternate you weren't universe stuff. So yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I'm sure we can dream up some other uh, alternative I'll, I'll come up with some universes. <laughs> that would be, be fun. And thank you all for your contributions. And thank you yes, for tuning in. Absolutely. That's Especially, awesome. I want to give one more shout out to Jordan Jensen. That was uh, thank you very much. That was awesome. The the intelligent stuff. Sorry, I'm a dumbass. Even Spencer Miller, I'm uh, I'm a jarhead. So. Uh, That's all right. <clears throat> If you dumb things down for me, I'll do my best. You know, I spend my life explaining complex technical concepts to MBAs. So the least I can do is explain his intelligent <laughs> comments to I appreciate a it. So, so. All right. Similar to what I do. Wrap it up. For the Freemasons Podcast, I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Oh,